back to the New York Sports Exchange, episode number 126. We got Jake Zaretsky on to talk some trade deadline hockey. A trade has already been made as we're recording this. Elias Lindholm to the Vancouver Canucks. We're going to talk some NBA first. NFL coaching news. Dan Quinn was just named head coach of the Washington Commanders. We haven't touched base on all the coaches. We talked a little bit about Harbaugh, but not to some extent. The NBA, the New York Knicks. Currently third in the Eastern Conference, second a game back from second after the Bucks lost to the Trailblazers last night. They played a Knicks play tonight against the Indiana Pacers. Could talk some trade deadline for the NBA. See who needs what. I, I don't know. This is going to be a very uh, uh, hot. This is going to be a very hockey dominant episode. Yeah. We well, I mean, how, we we all, we all know how it goes with Jake and Matt. Stan, too. I mean, Matt we we can talk it. about. We we could talk about the Knicks being third in the East, or we could talk about the Cavs being a game and a, ha- a game back. Um, I'm sorry, a half game back from the Knicks being fourth in the East with three at hand. So let's maybe you know, and we get Garland back. Maybe maybe we'll sprinkle in some Cavs love. They win last night, extend uh, yes. that winning streak. Ca- ex- they extend the winning streak. They took down the Detroit Pistons. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. You, we're, you beat we're the coming. Pistons. We're coming. You beat the Pistons. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all we got. Uh. <laughs> Very little with just the two of us. Going to be a very hockey-dominant episode. Let's talk some coaching. The coaching carousel in the NFL. First off, Washington Commanders, Dan Quinn. I think that is the worst-case scenario. <laughs> I think, and right, wait, let me let, let me say this, Dan, It's real the worst-case scenario for what they could, should or could have had, but go, go ahead, Tim. I feel like this is like a scramble hire. I think they were offering everyone the job, and nobody wanted to take it. Because they've been a mess. Yeah. With the whole Brian Johnson thing, him staying in Detroit, wanting to win a Super Bowl, you look at Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator of the Texans, he decides to stay, and then now you're kind of like, okay, who do you want? Mike McDonald. He goes to the Seahawks. We'll touch up on him. <sighs> this is... I don't know what to think of this one. I, In my honest opinion, they got the defensive Ron Rivera. Like this is really, eh, this is a really eh higher. Now this, this coach, doesn't change anything. This doesn't change anything. No, it but, doesn't. Okay, but wait. But to be fair, to be fair, they do have the most cap room in free agency, so they can make some moves here and get That's some fair. signings. So it could That's be enticing fair. that way. But I think this is like Plan F. I think this is this isn't who they really wanted. They got they extended that offer to you know the Texans OC and and the new DC of uh. Seattle, I think. I just think yes. that no one wanted it. I think they want to win, and I think you know you can't win in Washington with what they have right now, especially blowing up that defense last year. Now yeah. you got to kind of rebuild that from piece by piece. But you this do get is the a team that pick, though you get the yeah, second pick in the largest cap space in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, but if things, I if things do go wrong, you know, and the signings don't work out in the draft, but you know, worst case scenarios that we could be looking at another Carolina Panthers team. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, speaking of the Carolina Panthers, I love I love the Dave Canales hire. I love it so much. I think the Panthers finally got something right. When we look at Dave Canales, two years ago, he was the quarterbacks coach of the Seahawks. Going into that year, he would the Seahawks were not expected to be good. Geno Smith revives his career. Uh, I wouldn't say revival. Uh, yeah, revival. But no revival. Was, I mean, I would, he got a starting revival. job and extended a contract. Yes. Revival. Revival. But Dave Canales was at the forefront of fixing Geno Smith. Next year, he gets hired by the Bucks as the offensive coordinator. 
They bring in Baker Mayfield coming off of probably the worst year of his career or the worst two years of his career, if we're all being honest here. Goes to the playoffs, gets a playoff victory, beats the defending NFC champions and hangs in there with uh, hangs in there with uh, the Detroit Lions. Now he goes to Carolina. Bryce Young coming off of a horrible rookie year. Can Dave Canales fix Bryce Young? I think so. We'll see. I think we'll see what happens. I, I absolutely love that hire. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, speaking of, they hire Mike McDonald, the defensive court, the o- former defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. I, I, I don't really know. I mean, that Ravens defense is good, especially that secondary. So, and that Seahawks secondary is very talented. Devon Witherspoon, Tariq so Woolen. I think a good hire. We'll see what happens. It's a, it, it's a pretty good hire. The Falcons. They interviewed Bill Belichick twice and said, nah, we're going to go with Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator, the former defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams. This is... It all depends who they hire. Yeah, it's something. It all all depends on who they hire as offensive coordinator with those weapons. That's really all I got. Because I don't think the defense was really the issue. It was the offense, and then you hire a defensive guy. I don't know. I think they, they got did, a lot of X I, factors. So we I think can, they mm. did. I think they did hire an offensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. I'm looking. Uh, Zach Robinson, the former offensive coordinator, or no, not offensive coordinator. Or no, he was the offensive coordinator, right? Oh, I should really. Zach Robinson was the quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams. So maybe, hey, good work. Good work. We'll That's see. a good hire for the offensive Get interactive. Yes. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Who's got it better than them? Nobody. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. I can't wait for Jim Harbaugh and Justin yeah. Herbert contact. Well, I'm really interested to see what they do in this offseason because, you know, they are in cap hell. They got to make some moves. They got to yes. free up some space. So what is what is this opening day lineup really going to look like? Because we'll see. We, we will <laughs> see. I, I think that obviously I think you want to keep Herbert and Harbaugh together. I feel like Harbaugh can fix Herbert in some type of way. But at the same time, that money is a, is a big issue. It's a major, major issue. And I'm just curious to see what's going to happen there. I'm not going to predict anything because there's so many guys with lingering contracts. So I'm not going to touch up on it. Not touch up on it. I'm not going to make any wild predictions yeah. or anything this like that. This is definitely that. a post-Super Bowl, Super Bowl type yes. talk. <laughs> Still haven't finished yes. the season uh, yet. I, I'm going to wait and see what happens with that. And then the I think we touched up on Antonio Pearson, Gerard Mayo. But we I, haven't we, touched up on the Jets firing Rex Hogan. Assistant yes, GM. So, so he was the league, right? Yep. Seems like it seems like that was yeah. the the consensus. <laughs> and last but not least, the Tennessee Titans hire uh former Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. I think it's a pretty good hire. <laughs> and see, see how Levis does under it. Uh, that's, that's the thing. It's it's all these head coaches on paper will see you know, it looks good, but a lot of these teams underperformed last year and it, they need a big turnaround, you know, for this yeah. to turn out well. Yes. Um, any other NFL news that I'm thinking of right now? Um, no, but I do have one more NBA thing to talk oh, about. I am, close... oh, I am surprised. I am surprised about go. how Bill Belichick. So, 
Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel do not get any jobs. Uh, also, the Steelers hired Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator. God, they're going to go through hell. God, <laughs> and, and then, then they're going to still—they're still, still going to somehow win, like make, 10 make games. the playoffs. Just watch. Just watch. Mediocre Mike. Mediocre hey, Mike, king of something. He's the king. <laughs> He's winning at something. It, it's definitely, it's definitely going over five hundred. Um, yeah. So, is this it for Bill Belichick? Is my question to you, Tim. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think he wants to be done, per se. I don't think he's ready to like give up football. But I, I don't see like, is there a I team? Don't see... really... Yeah, like where, where does he but... really want to go? Like, where does he fit in that would work out well for him? You know, that's available. For what it's worth, the New York Giants have a defensive coordinator position open. Yeah, I'm sure that's not going to be Phil. He's not going to take it. He's not going to take that. For what it's worth, we should fire Robert Sala and sign Bill Belichick Uh, back. Um, fire Robert Sala. Can you imagine? Like out of nowhere, they just—I'd be so happy. Like who's so bad? Who can we like? Dennis Allen could be gone at the end of next year, depending on how how the Saints do. Is he a mid-season hire? It's wide open. He's not a midseason hire. I think it's very rare that we see midseason hires in the NFL. Yeah. Well, Eagle, I mean, all right, say the Eagles start slow, like real slow. And you're looking at a team that's got two and six, two and five record. Is Sirianni out the window and you're looking, maybe Belichick comes in and fix a, fixes some problems? Maybe. But I, again, it's so rare that we see, it's so rare that we see someone it's rare that we see a Doc Rivers situation like that, where someone gets someone gets fired and then they just bring in a former coach and then leave it at that. Usually in the NFL, you see like the special teams coordinator get named the interim. So maybe well, that happens, but I, I don't, mean, we've I don't seen think it he recent in the past. Well, I guess interim. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They don't really bring in Jeff Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was ridiculous. Antonio Pierce. Like, was that the last one? Antonio Pierce was the linebackers coach. Oh, Vegas. yeah, so again, in staff, yeah. Yeah, he was in staff, uh, I believe, when Frank Wright got fired. They brought in the special teams had the special teams What about coach. Urban Meyer? Urban Meyer, I think. Well, he was an off-season hire. I don't think he was mid-season. That, again. No, but they fired I him mid-season. Who came in after? They fired him, I think. Uh, Jaguars in Turham head coach that's just like another thing that i have to be reminded of uh daryl bevel was the offensive coordinator all right there you go yeah at that time and then they brought in uh dougie p so yeah very rare that we see i i would be so surprised if i see bill belichick get brought in as a mid-season hire because that that yet again too tim like i guess in basketball in basketball it's so different and hockey, NFL, too. There's, and hockey, the NFL, there's 16, 17 games in a season. How, yeah. like, how stupid would it be to hire someone from outside? Switch up the whole scheme, ha- yeah. And yeah. Ha- yeah, it, it makes no sense. So maybe we see Bill Belichick, maybe we see Variable next year. But again, in five years from now, I just can't wait to like, think, oh, yeah, Urban Meyer coached the NFL. Just what a time. <laughs> for 10 weeks. For 10 weeks and then got fired for assaulting his kicker. Well, and, and other things, and other things as well. I, just, I will, I will never forget when he got 
fired because that night I was going on a flight to North Carolina. I was going to Cameron and I remember like using the bathroom and my dad and like I was making fun of Urban the entire time. I was like, just please keep him just for like content purposes. Please keep him. And then my dad like knocked on knocked on my door at like 530 in the morning. I was already up. He was like, he's gone. I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Urban, no. (laughs) I miss him. I miss him so much. Don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah, it's so true. I miss Urban Meyer. Every time there's a college football job open, I'm just always like, Urban? I'm like Jameel Hill with Colin Kaepernick every time like a quarterback job. Opens Urban and Dabo, up. maybe they'll team up. Jameel Hill's always like, Kaepernick? For, <laughs> me with, for me with college football opening, it's like, Urban? RG3? Urban? Me? Me? RG3? <laughs> Cam Newton? Me? I could play. RG3? Oh my god, have you seen that one video? Of when they were discussing what, when like, it was like a big time topic of Mike McCarthy was going to get fired. And then RG3 was like, they should hire Deion Sanders. He knows yeah. what it's like to win as a Dallas Cowboy. I'm like, are you? Colorado to losing season. They're in the Big 12 now. Yeah, that's going to go I well. Could... That's going to be, <sighs> I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, I'm not too, I'm not looking forward to that. Um. Actually, no, I am looking forward to that. Fuck Colorado. Next up, uh, NBA. The New York Knicks are in third place and are a game back from second. <laughs> oh, I can feel it in the air. I have not felt like this confident about a Knicks team in probably my entire lifetime. This is something that I... Ooh, I'm very excited. I, I get, like, giddy thinking about it. This is... <laughs> just what we've been through. Like I was dealing with a Lou Odmanson, Alexi Shved starting lineup uh, and Shane Larkin too. Don't, uh, don't forget about Shane Larkin. I forget Lou Cornette, Langston Galloway. Um, there's Damian Dotson, Kevin Knox, Thanasis Antetokounmpo. There's just so much more. And now here we are. Here we are. We made it. We're here. The only thing that worries me is that just hope the Heat don't win the play-in and then get the seven seed and play the Knicks because then I'll be scared. But other than that, oh, yeah. I'm so, exci- I'm well, so listen, excited. As excited as you are, I'm equally as excited because, like I said, both 9-1 and one in their last 10. We're a half game behind you for third place. You got the Pacers tonight. We got the Grizzlies. I'm not saying you lose. I'm just saying... Pacers give you a fight. You could be seeing Cleveland third tonight. I'm, I'm just saying. Avalanche right, is yeah. coming, Stan. Uh, and you got it. Always, and here's un, un, underrated, unsung hero of the year so far. JB Bickerstaff has done an amazing job adjusting and restructuring his I'll, lineup. Because when I you lose, yeah, you lose Darius Garland, and now you're you're rotating guards like Sam Marilyn, who you know not yeah, obviously Sam, but he's been great. He's a hooper. Sam right now, he's been great. He's a guy, he's, he's a guy's guy. Max Strews, they're getting all these guys they've signed in the offseason, integrated well in the lineup. I just think he's done a great job of playing to these teams' strengths, especially with what they've been out with. And now they're getting them back. They get Mobley back. They beat the Clippers. They get Garland back last night. They beat the Pistons. And Donovan Mitchell dropped 45. This is a team, really, right now, with the second-best net defense in the NBA and a middle, you know, kind of a middle 14th-best offense. If they can add a wing scorer who can play decent defense, I'm just saying. This trade deadline could be big for them. 
They can move some guys okay. around. This really could be a scary team. <sighs> All right. Um, any other NBA news? I know the Lakers are god awful. But we, yeah, they, we I, I, just I'm waiting for the deadline for them to well, just be like. I didn't get to ask you this, Stan, because with the Heat's troubles and how they've been playing in recent, I know they won last night and snapped their eight game losing streak. Trade deadline's coming around. Jimmy Butler might be on the block, and the favorite to get him right now, as of today, is your New York Knicks. Uh, they have the assets. They they can build a package. How would you feel about that? I will place the mortgage on them to win the NBA Finals. <laughs> if they get Jimmy Butler, I will. I, it's probably going to be Grimes, Fournier, and like probably the f- rumored five first round picks. So. That's fine with me, honestly. That just shows me that they're going to go all in. If the Heat build a dynasty, then so be it. I think that five Heat championships are worth less to one Nick championship in my eyes <laughs> as a Nick fan. So uh, bring me Jimmy, man. I'm ready for it. Give me Jimmy Butler. Uh, I'm feeling it. Give me Zion. Give me KD. Give me Kyrie. Right. Well, we're going to look crazy here. <laughs> I think the thing with Jimmy Butler and why it would work so well at the Knicks is he just has a winning culture around him. And now he can finally be surrounded by a team that would kind of extenuate his strengths. You know, he, he's a great wing defender, but with a ball hander like Jalen Brunson kind of taking away some... But my out- thing my thing is, like, where do you put him? Do you put him at the two? Do you put... Because you know you're putting OG at the three, Randall at the four, and then one of either Hartenstein or if Mitchell Robinson comes back, you put that, him at the five. I think Jimmy's more of a three than a two. Yeah, he's not a great shooter. Yeah, I don't know. But well, speaking speaking of our two guard, Dante DiVincenzo is probably one of the more underrated signings in free agency. Did you see what he did the other day? He had yeah, he's, nine three pointers. Yeah, nine he's been great. Three. I love how like the Knicks mentality this year has just been like with with like Leon Rose. Let's just sign their friends and just see if it works. And it's working. <laughs> Like I love that, those memes. Really... It's like it's like Lars Newtonbar hitting a walk off home run in Game Seven <laughs> of the LDS to beat the uh, beat the Dodgers on the power of friendship. The, <laughs> the, the power of those. friendship. <laughs> the power of friendship. Miami Marlins taking down. Uh, I forget there was one freaking. There was one meme that I saw that was like the taking power. down the Dodgers or the Braves. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. I can, yeah, this tweet. I cannot believe the Knicks team building strategy is what if they were all friends and it works <laughs> somehow? And it, it met. I'm using that freaking video from Villanova where Dante and Jalen are dancing for, uh, to, uh, what's that guy's name? <sighs> the white guy rapper, not Macklemore. He was like very popular. He cheated on his famous girlfriend. Uh, G easy, yes, G easy, oh, G easy, <laughs> yeah, G easy, yeah. Back when that was popular, uh, I also saw that uh, Jalen Brunson took a picture with my queen Mariska Hargitay of Law, Law and Order SVU. Championship, championship is on. Like the, the vibes could not be more higher right now. After I saw that picture, I was like, "We're going all the way." And if we get Jimmy Butler, I was like, "We're going all the way for three straight years." That's how I feel. Yeah. No, I, I'll give it to you. And you know what? At this next team, plus Jimmy Butler, Tibbs guy. He is a Tibbs guy through and through. Chicago, yeah. Minnesota. I know it didn't really end well, but we need the, the power of friendship is huge here. 
We need I the don't power. Wanna, I don't want to burst your bubble. You know, does feel a little bit like a like a Cavs situation last year, getting a lot of the hype from the media. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Don't they're playing good. They're playing good. Don't even get me started. There's a Cavalanche coming, Stan. Uh, the media darlings. The media darlings. Seek cover. Seek cover. There's a Cavalanche on the loose. Um. Finally, we just swing it around. Over. Should we swing it over? Yeah, let's just it. swing it over. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to talk some NHL with Z- with, uh, with Jake Zaretsky, our good friend. Uh, talk some trade deadline. It's the All-Star break. Rangers are struggling mightily. Uh, there's a big rumor out there that Capo Caco is getting dealt. So we Man's will see the what block. happens there. Man's on the block. Uh, reunion, possibly, question mark, with a couple of guys. Or we could be getting a, an old enemy in uh, Adam Henrique. So we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, Islanders, def- where are they in the... Yeah. Where they're are they? Out of the wild card. They're the first team oh. out of the wild card right now. Okay, they're the first... I mean, that can change at a time. They got time to All-Star- mesh with Patty Wah. That's, that's fair. That is fair. All right. We will bring it over. Jake Zaretsky. Enjoy it, guys. Okay. We are joined by Jake. What's going on, Jake? What's, What's going on? I, I feel on, like Jake... I feel like we did the hockey preview like yesterday. Like it's, I feel dude, like it's crazy. The season has gone has flown by. We're off with football until next week, so we thought let's have a hockey preview. Let's see, how, or not preview, but midway point preview. Trade deadline coming up. All star game coming up. How are we feeling about the Rangers? I mean, I we got to talk Rangers eventually. <laughs> Tim's Islanders too. So let's just yeah start it out well. Sort of, I wouldn't say fall back from grace, but what's wrong with Shesterkin? I'm worried. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, I was going to, we'll touch on it a little bit later, so I'll kind of give the brief, but, um, you know, Torrid's start, they were like 25, nine and one or so. So I think 24, nine and one is the official, uh, record there up until they, they kind of got cold for the month of January and for parts of December as well. Um, but really, when you look at it, I think, you know, the team, they're kind of, you know, there were glimpses of hope there for some games where they would win a few and then they would start losing again. But they really haven't found their footing after that start. And I think a lot of it is in part to a lot of the bigger guys not really, you know, playing to their ability. And you can point fingers at Zabinajad, Kreider, um, Chesterkin especially. He has not definitely been playing to his form. He will be at the All-Star game for the Rangers, which has sparked a, a big debate. But uh, he was the replacement for Artemi Panarin, so it is what it is. But um, yeah, I think that you know they're going to find their way. They're a very talented roster. Um, I just you know the cold like it's really a cold streak when I look at it because you look at the Rangers roster and it is certainly not a bad team. They have a bunch of role players that you know can really perform uh, when they're playing to the best of their ability. But at the same time, I'm seeing this as a cold streak. I'm very confident in this team's ability to win games, and I do think that they will turn it around pretty soon. Let's hope so, because my mental health in June and not June, May, in April, <laughs> hopefully May, in June. June, hopefully, hopefully in June, in, hopefully in June. Well, if they make it to June, then we the mental health uh, we we will definitely be big it advocates. Would, for that. It'd be uh, so <laughs> it'd be at an yeah. all time high, um, all time high. All star game coming up. We're gonna give our previews for that. I've have I I'll be honest. I have not watched the NHL All Star game. I'm with you. Like I just the, tuned the it skills out. Contest. Yeah, I just tuned it like out. Five to six. I remember hardest shot. 
I remember accuracy shooting. Stick handling, I don't really remember. The passing challenge, I have no idea. It's just this crazy, like, sauce pass, far pass. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. The one-timer, the one-timer seemed pretty self-explanatory, and I know the fastest skater. So, I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, we, we, before we started recording, we kind of dove into it a little bit. And Tim, I know you're very against the whole all-star <laughs> game. All-star game, game, dude. It sucks. Yeah. It's no, so I, listen, boring. I, I, and you know what? And if you watched it last year and didn't do your research on, you know, what they've done to change it this year, I absolutely, I, I would agree because last year's all-star game, it was stale. The jerseys were awesome, but it was in Florida, not a ton of fans there. And the players really did not look interested in it. And it's fair to say, but they've done a couple of changes where, you know, I look at it and it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. I think that the whole situation with them, you know, putting 12 forwards or 12 skaters into the game and having six separate challenges for those 12 skaters instead of having everybody do it. You know, last year, was it really necessary to see guys like Boone Jenner and Johnny Goodrow and guys who are struggling, you know, go into the all-star game and, you know, go do these skills competitions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. That's so they have drop guy- ship and chase forward doing a skills comp. Like that's no yeah. hate, but come on, what are we doing? No, of course. And, and you look at the roster for the, you know, for the skills competition and, you know, the quote unquote worst player on this list is probably JT Miller and he's having a, an outstanding season. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the the pool has definitely been decreased and made to really showcase the stars of the league. You know, McDavid's in there, McKinnon, Matthews, Patterson, Dreisaitl, uh, Matt Barzell is having a great year. Shout out to you, Tim. Pasternak's in there as well, <laughs> Kucherov. So it's exciting in the regard that it's not going to be a bunch of nobodies. I mean, you know, if you're in the All-Star game, you're not a nobody. Fans know who you are. John but Scott, at the same you. time. Yeah, it's not everybody doing it. So, I mean, look, I do want to kind of hear your thoughts, Tim and Stan as well. But Stan, I know you're kind of neutral about it. I know you haven't watched it. But Tim, I I mean, listen, there are some changes. Are you at least a little excited? It's not about what's in the All-Star game, like the competition stuff. It's just the compete level. And when it comes down to this new Mm -hmm. three-on-three format that they're bringing in, like, or I don't even know if it's new, to be honest with you. I I haven't watched. Oh, no, it's not new. But I haven't watched. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's just no competition. There's no compete. Like it's dudes. Why? It's like you're playing with your buddies. You're on pond. You're just watching someone skate by you. There's no one really putting a shoulder to you on the boards. That's what I like to see <laughs> in a hockey game. I like to see people go in the corner, play with passion. It's just not there for me. So I don't know. It's really it's really not for me. It's like the NBA All Star Game and the Pro Bowl. It's just two things I don't watch. Yeah, I mean, I could totally agree with that. I mean, you and I both watch the Rangers and the Islanders. One team loves to compete. The other one doesn't. I'm not going to specify who. But um, yeah, I think I think compete level is definitely on that. Been, yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> been it's well, you don't know you don't know what I wanted to say. Um, but uh, I think compete level is really something that this you know whole event is kind of lacking, and we're gonna see how it really plays out. Last year was obviously a big outlier in terms of you know how the compete level was, where the NHL said, okay, we need to make a change. So we'll see. I'm excited for the skills competition tonight's gonna be really really fun. Um, I believe the skills is on Friday. Uh, if I'm, yes, if somebody and then the, to, all, yeah. yes, and then the All-Star game on Saturday. Yeah, so tonight's the draft, which should be awesome. Very excited to watch that. And also, shout out to the PWHL. I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. They have an All-Star game tonight. Uh, that's at 8 p.m. Really excited to watch that as a ambulance drives by my house. But very <laughs> excited to watch that. Uh, Prayers. It's, you know, it's... Yeah, it's it's very exciting. Um, Damn, I, I love. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I live. I I live. I live right. I live right next to a uh, like 
I don't know. I've, it's not a hospital, but it's like a like an assisted living place. Oh, hospice oh. care. In, in, in and out, in and out, in and out. Uh-huh. Sirens. Anyways, <laughs> and you know, it's it's tough. Yeah, then regardless, let's let's get back. No, let's get back on track here. <laughs> so all star all star draft. Um, let's do a couple of predictions. I, I think, you know, the four there's what there's four captains. Um, I think it's and I didn't write it down, but off the top of my head, I, I know McDavid's one. Matthews is another. The Hughes brothers is one, and McKinnon. I, think I that's believe the four. so. Let me check yeah. that. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say this off rip. You're a fool if you don't think Nylander's going one. It's in Toronto. Okay. <laughs> He's the cat. Yeah, You're probably. Ne- yeah, Nylander's going one. Yeah. It's, oh. it's, but that's no. But like that's the thing. Like so, that's what we need. Like I don't want it to be like a fantasy yeah. auto draft where it's no, just yeah, picking yeah. They're players. in Toronto. It, it's yeah. got to be. So got to be. So yeah. there's. So it's Matthews, McDavid, McKinnon, and the Hughes brothers, and though mm-hmm. they are paired with celebrity captains, Justin Bieber with Austin Matthews, Will Arnett with Connor McDavid. David, Tate McRae. Shout yeah. out Tate McRae. Cole Sillinger. Shout out Tate Mc- love, love Tate McRae. Uh, with Nate McKinnon and then Michael Buble with uh, Jack and Quinn Hughes. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's it has fun written all over it. I'm ex- I'm really excited. I mean, it might I might be the only one, but I really am excited. So, yeah, All Star Game should be a lot of fun. Um, very excited to watch the whole event. I'm rooting for my Ranger boys. Uh, only Shesterkin is going to be competing. He'll be in the Hyundai NHL one-on-one. Do we have any predictions for who might win what? We want to start with fastest skater. Yeah. Uh, w- one question though: Can we bet on it? Like, is it? Is it? Are there odds? I want to say yeah, absolutely. Let me hundred percent. You want to pull that up? Well, uh, t- let Tim, me, let's go. Tim, while, while he gets that, let's. I mean, fastest to, skater. I mean, reigning champ. He was thirteen point two. Pretty sure still fastest record. I don't think it's been broken. It's uh, not. It's still in Larkin, actually. I, I did it, a trivia question on that in class today. Larkin has the record. I think it's like 13.1176, something like that. So Larkin has the record. But I don't know. McDavid is like the shoe-in kind of favorite here. But there's, there's here a we lot go. of here we go. in this lineup. It's the last time and Barzy beat him. I'm taking Barzy. He'll yeah. beat a homer. I, 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 actually, I actually like Matt Barzell. He probably has value, Stan, if you want to tell me. He's definitely second place. Plus 220. At second place, yes. McDavid's the McDavid the favorite at plus one twenty. They only have yeah. odds, so they only have odds for accuracy shooting and fastest skater. But for Wait, what's, what's Kale McCars? Because that's va- yeah, there's value to that. that he's fast. Val- yeah, he's third at plus four hundred. He's accuracy, fast as fuck. There's a really lot fast. of you. Honestly, for accuracy shooting, you cannot go wrong because Dry Dreisaitl, Pasternak, McDavid, and Kucherov are all tied. For the favorite at plus six hundred. Wow. Ooh. I like Leon in that. I think Leon so like last I. year when he I think Leon last year he like didn't miss a target. So um, and then, but uh, fastest also, skater, I am yeah. so go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Also go ahead. on also on FanDuel, you can do like it's kind of like you know how in golf you can do like matchups? Yes. Like you can bet like this person over this person. So you oh, can like, bet, who, like, like the final will be. Not like the final, but like head to head props. So like who like does Matthews beat McKinnon go further than McKinnon and McKinnon go further mm. than Matthews? Matthews okay. and Nylander you can do in accuracy shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they have they have a lot of and then for they also have them for hardest shot too. They have four. They have Matthews and McCarr, Matthews versus Pasternak, Pedersen versus McCarr, and Pedersen versus JT Miller. Interesting. Yeah, Tim, so, yeah. I, I look, I'm I'm gonna go with you here. I love Barzell for fastest skater second place that's a lot of uh and mcdavid is i mean obviously with the puck there's nobody it, faster than not even close but without the puck i mean listen barzell i don't know he's sneaky at second place i kind of like that 
I um, think there's val- I think there's value there with Kale McCarr though. So do I. I'm with you on that. Those are the two guys that I'm really looking at. It's one of those two I think is going to win. I don't think McDavid wins. Yeah, I don't know. All right, NHL yeah, um, one-timers. Quickly, uh, uh, Pat- Patterson, McKinnon, Dreisaitl, Kucherov, Miller, Matthews, Barzell, Pasternak. Yeah, uh, Barzell's not winning that one, 100%. Yeah, I don't, he's no, probably coming in last. No you way. can bet on that. No Pasternak's way. taking yeah. it home. Give, give me Pasternak. I like yeah, that, but uh, I I really – Okay, who's the fi- – There's no fi- There's no betting on that. I don't think there's um, no betting on that one. Really, I mean, so many good options. Like, the two that really stick out to me are JT Miller and Leon Dreisaitl because they both have just absolute howitzers of one-timers. Um, Posternock, another I, He's probably, if there was at odds, he'd probably be the favorite. Yeah, I've just seen him put more it in. more known for his release. I've seen Posternock put it in spots that nobody else can. I know you guys have too. He has that one snipe against the Rangers, like yeah. short side going down the wing. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was it's also well, that's a backhand. That's a backhand too. So that's it's still ridiculous. But that yeah, the, come on, that's no, even yeah, better. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, I look, look, listen. I think JT Miller, great odds. If there was, and I keep saying odds, but there's no bedroom for that. So, I'm Dan, tra- you got I'm one. Tra- I'm trying to find it, but yeah, I can't find anything. Um, off the rip. Give me Austin Matthews. Okay, I, I, I like that. I just have a hunch. I just have a hunch. NHL home, passing home challenge. There's one, two, three. I think all of them are in this. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I think all of them are in this. Maybe minus one. But NHL passing challenge, I mean, you think of some of the best passes in the league. I mean, all of these guys are outstanding yeah. and moving the puck around. Um, I'd say give me give me give me Quinn Hughes for this for the NHL passing challenge. I like Kale McCarr. I don't know, but Kale McCarr okay. right, right now. I'll, okay. I'll go with Listen, Kale. I'm I'm predicting Barzy to have a huge day in the All Star game, winning two comps and hopefully All Star game MVP. Jesus, but if it's not if it's not here. him, if it's not him, I like Leon Dreisaitl. I think he snaps the puck around better than anyone else in the NHL. He's, his accuracy with his sauce passes and how quickly he moves is unbelievable. So I think he, he yeah. can take that home. Absolutely, uh, Stan. Who did you say for fastest skater? Fastest skater, I said Kale McCarr as well. Okay. Um, all right, so and then the sh- the one timers we had Miller, I had JT, and then both of you guys had pa- no. I think who did you have for the one T challenge? For one T, I had Austin Matthews. Okay, and then it was Pasternak. All right, so yeah, moving on to the hardest shot: Matthews, McCarr, Pasternak, uh, Miller, and Pedersen. Let's go with. I'm, I mean, is this even a hot take? But Elias Pettersson, that dude, as skinny as he is, he gets yeah. forced behind that shot. I gonna, and I think I was going to go with him too. He competed in this comp. Not was it last year, two years ago? I don't know. I think he had like 103 before, and that and maybe in yeah. like 2019. So I'm going to go with him. I think I think he can win this win this one. Okay, Stan. Um. Yeah, I'll go with Pedersen too. I just I, that we're sweeping again, the board here with, with Elias. Yeah. He can he can rip that puck. So I, I like that. I like I like Pedersen to win that. He probably has the highest odds too. Um, if there was you know a bet, you said accuracy shooting was the second one. Uh, yes, accuracy sh- shooting was the second one. Okay. Uh, NHL stick handling. We have Hughes, McDavid, Pedersen, Kucherov, McDavid, Drysital. McKinnon, pa- yeah, Pasternak, Barzell, yeah. and Nylander. 
McDavid. Listen, it's McDavid. If, if, it's, if it's not McDavid, I, I've seen Barzell stick handle in a phone booth. Oh like my god! Okay, a we're, we're doing Barzell. Okay, two McDavid and Barzell for that. I'm writing these down because I want to come back to these later to see how he did. Um, Cheetos NHL accuracy shooting: Kucherov, Makar, McDavid, Hughes, Miller, Pasternak, McKinnon, Nylander, Drysital, and Matthews. I really like shooting. Yeah, Leon. So yeah, I'll take Leon. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Leon with that too. And then McKinnon, you said Tim. And then the NHL one-on-one top eight point earners from events one through six will participate and choose the goalie they shoot against. And the options for goaltending are Jeremy Swayman, Alexander Georgiev, Jake Ottinger, Sergei Bobrovsky, Cam Talbot, Igor Shosturkin, Thatcher Demko, and Connor Hellebuck. Give me hell, and you know damn fucking... well I'm going with Cam Talbot. That is, there's, that's a shoo wow. in for me, absolutely. I'm going with Connor Hellebuck. Love you, here. Igor. Go for it. I love you, Igor. I love you, Igor. But I, I heard Hellebuck stand, but I Cam Talbot in the All Star game. I mean, like, come on, does it get any better than that? <laughs> what is this uh, so story? Hellebuck for Stan, and then Tim, give me one. <sighs> give me Cam Talbot. Give me Cam Talbot. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, good. We got our predictions in. We will come back to those later. Hopefully, probably this weekend, I'll send out a tweet, see how we did. But yeah, there you go. Skills competition tomorrow night. Tune in, lock in, see how it goes. Have a couple of brews. Yep. With that being said, um, who is going to win the All-Star game? Team Matthews? Team Hughes? Well, the thing, it's tough to pick because they haven't drafted yet. So yeah. I guess... I guess, look, let's just all ride the Tate McRae train. Yes. Go with Team McKinnon. Yes. Right, Team McKinnon? I'm with it. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm let's perfectly just, ride, okay let's with just that. ride that train, and we'll see how it does. But like imagine – I just can't stop laughing at the fact that, like <laughs> – just, but just, like, imagine, like, Peter Laviolette and Tate McRae sharing the same rest, sharing the same bench. <laughs> That's crazy. And Michael McClain like, <laughs> doesn't That's crazy. Um. All right, we got a couple more topics to move into. So, what do you what do you guys want to do next? We could discuss the yeah. Lindholm trade. What do you, yeah, what do you already, guys want to do? We brought it. We brought it up in the in the intro with Lindholm. So let's just talk about it right now. Sure. It didn't take that much. I feel like to, for <sighs> Lindholm. I don't know. Was was it? Maybe. Ah, the, I don't know. I know Calgary got a good return for that defenseman. I whichever whoever was comparing him to no. Adam Fox. Yeah, so they, it's Hunter. I believe his last name is Burjus Burjus Stuix. Burjus Yes. Oh, there you go. Nice. So Thank Elise you. Lindholm goes to the Canucks. Calgary gets Andre Kuzmenko, who's been having a down year in comparison to the year he had prior. They get a first round pick, a conditional fourth round selection, both picks in the twenty twenty four draft. Uh, that Hunter kid, and then Yoni Germo. So yeah, what do you think? I mean, they got they got a haul back. I think. Listen, yeah. this is he's got to yeah. perform now because he's on the hot seat, and it's not yep. that he's had a bad year, but they gave up a package for him. I know they don't use Kuzmenko, but his name's been floating around the trade deadline. I wanted the Isles to maybe take a look at him. They gave a haul for him, and they got a second line center. And now they can distribute that JT Miller, you know, Brock Besser, Patterson line, yeah. break it up a little bit, add some more depth. They're a scary team, if, and if they can keep their goal differential well, and Thatcher Demko can keep this play up, I don't have a problem with them going far. I really don't. I don't either. Uh, Daily Faceoff has Pedersen, Lindholm, and McKay. How do you say it? Ilya Mikheyev. Mikheyev. Yeah, yeah, Mikhaev. yeah. There we go. That's their top nine, so, right? 
Yeah, that's our top nine with uh Yeah, that's so deadly. We, that's that's deadly. Yeah, and, that's pretty you know, scary. so many so many so many people, especially on Rangers Twitter, were talking about getting Elias Lindholm and that would just create yeah, so many why? problems because Yeah. Exactly, right? You're gonna play either him or Trochek on the third line. They're gonna play and fifteen, like, maybe yeah. less minutes a night, and like it's it makes just, no sense. Right. It's exactly what they did last year where you get too many good players and you struggle with creating ice time and it's an embarrassment of riches. So very happy the Rangers elected not to do that. Probably would have costed them a lot and they moved on from it. So I guess, look, we're 36 days to this from February 1st, 36 days away from the NHL trade deadline, which is on March 8th. Stan, I would love to hear your take. Do you think the Rangers should do something? Do you think they should move? Kako's name has been in there. What do you, what, what do you think? Obviously, they should. Obviously, they should do something. When I look at the cop, when they're trading Capo Cop, the rumors of them trading Capo Caco, I look back to a couple years ago where, when we got Marty St. Louis and we traded Ryan Callahan, a lot of people weren't too keen on the on the Ryan Callahan trade, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? I mean, I was a Callahan nope. guy. I was a Callahan guy back then, so I yeah, was like, huge. I, I was very upset. Yeah, but. We go to the Stanley Cup final that year. Mm-hmm. Maybe they in maybe they make a trade like that, trade Kako. We know it's gonna hurt hurt the morale of the team, but we know it's mm-hmm. for the better of the team. Yeah. I would I'd be I wouldn't be upset if we traded Kako. A part of me would be upset, but it depends on who we get. I know there's not really that much that many guys available. Not there's a lot of guys available, but Vitrano's definitely a name to keep an eye on Adam Henrique definitely one as well uh who else is there I'm blanking on his name plays for uh ah oh, shit what do you I'm freaking lo- uh, what's his what, name? what what are you talking about like Duclair yes Sean Anthony, Monahan. Duclair. Anthony Duclair yeah Anthony Duclair is definitely one Sean Mo- Sean Monahan one as well I don't know we'll see I I've seen Zuccarello's name get thrown around a little bit like there's we might be getting a reunion it it depends on who but there's a lot of there's a lot of popular names and yeah I appreciate your your take I think a lot of fans do want them to do something because of what's gone on over the last month or so and you know you don't really want to make a panic move um and you don't really want to go all in especially on a player like Kako where if you move him and you you essentially give up on him because then they'd be tra- you know over the last couple of seasons they'd be trading both Buchnevich and Kako who Kako was supposed to be the guy filling in for Buchnevich that's why they traded him but yeah. we, that's a whole nother conversation now <laughs> yes. if you look at it if you look at it right you trade Kako you probably you probably trade him for a rental which is what a lot of fans don't want to happen um and you look at that Callahan for St. Louis trade is there really a guy out there who is available one I mean to be fair Marty St. Louis wasn't necessarily on everybody's trade list when he did end up moving to New York that's why it was a very surprising trade um but you know when I think of guys like that like you know the issue is you know Joe Pavelski just got a contract um so he got extended again if you look around the league, there's guys like, you know, Corey Perry. He just signed with Edmonton. That was kind of a guy who the Rangers may, might have taken a look at. I kind of really wanted them to get to get that guy because that's another guy who can really bring some physicality into the lineup. Yeah, I mean, Zach Parise was out there as well, but yeah, the Rangers need up. speed. The Rangers need speed regardless. So a lot of names that come to mind for me. 
yeah, Anthony Duclair comes to mind. Um, I think the Rangers' top six doesn't necessarily need to be changed too much. I really don't mind Blake Wheeler or Capo Caco on that top line right wing. You know, you move one of them to the third line, you create more issues. To me, a guy like Tyler Johnson, a guy like Adam Henrique would be two great options. You know, Tyler Johnson's making $5 million. Obviously, Chicago would be able to retain some of that salary. Um, a lot of playoff experience with Tampa Bay. Great player to have in your third and fourth line who could really put up points, could play clutch in the playoffs. Offers a little bit of speed, too, with his size and his caliber of play. So that's a guy who's been floating around a little bit. Rangers apparently have been talking to Chicago about that. So if they're going to make a move, has to be in the bottom six. And if they're going to trade Kako for a bottom six rental, the entire world's going to explode. So yeah, that's hopefully they hold bad. on to. Ho- hopefully they hold on to Kako. I- I'm a big fan of his. He's 22 years old. He's the same age as me, and I'm a senior in college. So, <laughs> look, the Rangers, in my opinion, if they didn't do anything and maybe called somebody up or you know claim somebody off at waivers, whatever it may be, I'd be totally fine. I'm really happy with the way that this team is constructed right now, and to me. They just need to find their footing again because they're in a cold stretch right now, and I don't think the trade deadline is going to solve a ton of their problems. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, if you even move Capo, even if you get get a guy like Tyler Johnson, is that really worth a return? Because, like you said, no. he's 22 years old. It seems like a little bit of an overpay for me, especially for a mm-hmm. former second overall pick. And and like you said, they just need to find their footing. I really think the All Star break is kind of what they needed to take a step back, regroup, let Shostak can take not take you know, but I mean, take some time off yeah. of real puck play. And mm-hmm. just let everyone take a deep breath, recoup, and and start off hot. And I know they don't have an easy game, you know, coming back against the Avs, but that'll be a great test for them. You know, see what they did in, yeah, the, All- uh, in the All-Star break, come back, see if they can start off hot. So I, I don't I don't necessarily Absolutely. know they need to move anything. What, are they still first in the Metro? I don't think this is a panic mm-hmm. button mode. They're seventh in the NHL. They're, they're just a little bit of a cold stretch. I just yep. think that people are panicking solely because of how well that they started and how hard they've fallen since. Mm-hmm. That's just from my point Well, they point haven't of view, fallen but, hard. They've just, but they've just yeah, dropped down a little bit. It's right. not a fall. Yeah. Like, that's what's just so weird to Still say. First in the Metro, you know, there's – and the Metro is tight. Us on the, the other hand. Time, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get in Seattle and there's a second. Hopefully, if they were to get a guy like Tyler Johnson, it wouldn't cost them anything more than a third-round pick. Obviously, Capo Caco would not be part of any trade like that. Um, but, you know, as much as we can look at the trade bait list from TSN, which they update quite frequently – there are guys out there around the league who are scouted and watched every single day. Um, a lot of the TS, the TSN trade bait list is guys who are rentals on expiring contracts on teams that, you know, are willing to get rid of players because they're in a selling mode. So, you know, there's yeah. names out there that I'd really have to look at. I haven't done a whole lot of research on guys out there who might fit that, you know, Marty St. Louis window or caliber of player. Um, you know, my boy, Matt Mugno and I, we go back and forth oh, all the time about how much we, we want to Jobelowski. I know we do. Joe Pavelski has like been like my trade target like for the last like five years, and he's like thirty nine years old, which is insane, and he's still so good. So, yeah, oh, let's, uh, let's just let's, as good. Let's yeah, yeah. Let's move to the Islanders here. I'm very curious to see your opinion on what what do you think they should do. I listen. They the team was clearly falling apart with Lane, and I, it wasn't like right now it, they weren't winning to begin with we could even they have 12 overtime losses it wasn't the fact that they were really winning games that they were getting points and now they're losing games of regulation they're not you know winning a ton i think they're like three like two seven and one in their last 10 something pretty horrible mm-hmm. um i like that they got an aggressive coach on the bench someone who speaks his mind lame is a little uh, a little too timid for my liking 
I think this is just the time they need to take a little bit of a break. I think they could, if they can add a guy like Frank Petrano and get another winger, that'd be great because a guy like Oliver Wallstrom hasn't panned out. I wouldn't mind moving him. He still has some value. He, he really has looked pathetic when he touches the ice. So I have no problem getting yeah. him out of the system. I just yeah, add been- another winger. If they can keep get you know get Varlamov back, stay, stay healthy because that has been a huge problem for them. They can stay healthy and stay in the ice. I, I don't I don't know. I don't see too many holes with this team because they get a new coach. They can adapt to the system in this week. You got teams like Philly kind of falling off. You know Pittsburgh hasn't been as good as we thought. Same thing with the Capitals. I think there's a lot of open space for the Isles to take a, that second wild card spot, potentially the third spot in the Metro. So I'm I'm just hoping they could turn up the ramps a little bit and and have a good stretch out of the All Star break. Yeah, I mean, listen, I could see them. I could see them being a team that you know sneaks into the playoffs. Um, but I do think that they have a little. I, I'm not going to say a very similar situation to the Rangers, but in the aspect to where you know I feel like their core is a little bit more expendable than how the Rangers are yeah. set up a bit. Um, but I, I'm because, with you. I just don't think there's anything too like enticing to get after. Like a guy like Chikorin, yeah. I don't. You're gonna have to be yeah. a big bag for him, and is he even really worth it? And exactly. Guy, I'm gonna, like, Noah Hannafin, same kind of thing. I know Calgary's not yeah. as good, and but you're getting—it's not respect for the Isles and the Rangers. It's really not worth breaking up a, a core system that's worked for so long just to get a rental that you know might not pan yeah. out. And you know, yeah. and I agree. And I think, and I think you know, they they got two years left on Brock Nelson's contract at 32 years old. So it's not like he's tied up for five or four, five or six more years where you're like in a position to like, okay, like you know, they're going to be paying him until he's 34, 35 years old. So. It's something to look at where, okay, if the Islanders really like this core, you know, they can move a guy and like, see, the, the Pajo contract's tough. It's terrible. That's that's a hard, Islanders that's look just as bad. Contract. Seven mil yeah, is just... And, yeah, and so, and so, like, you know, the way I look at it is they have about four guys who they could really put out there to kind of get a guy who, you know, is younger and... He can, they can get, you know, a guy like Brock Nelson or Anders Lee would be an outstanding fit for so many teams around the league that need a goal scorer. And Brock Nelson is a true goal scorer. He really is. He he knows Age how to like find the fine net. wind. He's unbelievable. Yeah, and, yeah, he's a great player. Do I think the Islanders necessarily need to look at him and say, okay, yeah, we need to move this guy? No. Um, you know, Adam Pellick's contract, it, it's a solid contract. He's going to be paid till he's probably 34, 35 years old. Um, He's not been playing as as great as he's been. Jesus Christ! But, yeah, I, he's been I, I, he's been horrible. It's so tough to yeah, watch him right now. I, he's it been, is. He's been a tough look. He's been a tough look. Yeah. And so the Islanders are in a spot where I think that they can retool and maybe wait for another year or two, maybe not even, and just maybe make a trade where it's it's a risky one, but they're they're gonna find a guy who is sort of similar to Bo Horvat. Like that trade that they made to get Bo Horvat was, in my opinion, it wasn't necessarily franchise altering, but it was a really big shift. It was a for that, step for that team. Step and if right you look direction. at yeah. so far, it's been a fleece. Bovillier has been horrible. He's not even on the team anymore. Yeah. Rati's played nope. what one game in the NHL. So yeah, yeah. And so that trade for the Islanders was great. If they could somehow work something out to maybe move Palmieri's contract, um, maybe consider Anders Lee. The thing about Anders Lee that I see them stopping uh, any sort of trade talks, right? He's the captain of the team. And you trade yeah. a captain, which is something that the Rangers did. Um, they're very uh, efficient at trading captains. You know, the, you look at the McDonough trade, it, it did not work out at all. I mean, that trade is just awful to look at. Um, <laughs> but I think, don't re- you know, don't remind me. 
Yeah, yeah. I think captains, <laughs> I think captains, they're movable. They're definitely movable. So yeah. in my opinion, do the Islanders necessarily need to make a trade? No. But in terms of what they could do, I think that they have plenty of options to make a move. Yeah. And I think, I think it's better that they do this in the offseason. I don't think, I think rushing something now just doesn't make any sense for them, especially because mm-hmm. getting someone's not going to put them in a, a second in the Metro and get a home game, whatever. It's not, it's not going to boost us up anything crazy like that. And I don't think it's going to have too crazy of an impact in the playoffs for anybody we get. I think, yeah. you know, like you said, moving a captain, it's a little hard. But you bring in a guy like Bo Horvat. They now have a ton of experience with ex-captains, some captaincy, getting used to the locker room. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too shocked if Anders Lee is a little shoppable this offseason, especially depending on how they finish out the year. Exactly. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah, But there's some options for them. 100%. So there's a lot of names that have been thrown out there. And I'm looking at the trade bait list right now. And one name that's popping up. That's really opening my eyes. Mm-hmm. Do you think Vladimir Tarasenko is getting moved again? Do I think? Do I think moved again? No. But do I think he's he's going to play out the rest of the season in Ottawa? Yes. My thing is is I don't know. It's really tough because I, I feel I like think that Giroux might you know, move before he does, and that that might be a hot take, oof. but. Yeah, Oof. no, and, and that's especially with how see, much money they signed him for. Philly's okay, got some. So here's 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 the thing. That's a player who, if I'm the Rangers, I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, listen, that's that could be your Marty St. Louis guy. For exactly. Sure. Now six and a, six and a half million dollars for two more years. I'm not gonna lie, the the age is a concern. He's 36. Um, but but the Ottawa's X factor roster, is there. <laughs> Yeah, Ottawa has a roster where they have three guys locked up in their core, like their forward core. Oh, actually four with Batherson included. They have four guys above four years. Uh, Batherson, uh, Josh Norris, Brady Kachuk, and Tim Stutzel. So their core in maybe two or three years is going to be lights out. So they need to be really smart. They have Giroux and Tarasenko, who both are on two years and one year left on their contracts. And they really have a lot of mo- uh, room to move around in the bottom like six, maybe their bottom four defense. Um, and so do I think that Ottawa should be in a position where like, hey, like we need to blow this up? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah. Tim Stutzel needs to stop diving and I think they need to figure some things out. <laughs> yeah. They better That's offer true. us a cash out in that parlay, Jay, because I swear to God. Jesus. Like, because Stu- looking at Stutzel's stats is like ridiculous. It's like seven mm-hmm. goals and 38 assists. I was like, oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Stutzel. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, need listen, about, you know, need about thirty-two more goals from you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, I I actually forgot about that parlay that we made, but Pedersen's well <laughs> on his way. I think I think Point might make a little bit of an, a resurgence there, but yeah, I mean, look, you look around the league. Ottawa is a team that definitely could be looking to move some players out. Um, who also has players that you know do fit that Marty St. Louis mold. That you know, Claude Giroux is a guy who I would love to have along with the Rangers in the playoffs. Um, another team that I have my eye on to maybe consider being a seller is Buffalo. Uh, they have a lot of one-year guys left in their contracts. Casey Middlestad is an option. He's a restricted free agent at the end of the season. Um, Jacob Bryson's another good defenseman option. So a lot of guys that you know do kind of fit the mold for the Rangers to make a trade, but it should be really interesting. Um, I definitely want to do my research more on players that aren't necessarily on the media's like list of like, hey, like you know, we're gonna shop this guy. But there's a lot of guys out there that I think you know are on teams that are looking to sell that definitely could be, um, you know, on the move. 
I got uh, I got seven guys I just want to ask you about where you think they're going to end up real quick. Just off Done. the top of your head. I'm ready. Oh, right. boy. You want, Stan, let's let's go rapid fire. I'll, I'll go first. I'll, 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 I'll go first. When he says the name, I'll say it. Then you go right after. Okay. Noah Hannafin. Stays. I think he stays, too. Jersey. I think he ends up in Jersey. All right. Here's Tanev. Tanev. Let's go. Mm. Let's go Dallas. They make um, they make some salary they make some salary uh, cap work out there, and they and they're able to get him to to bolster up that D line. Give me Toronto. All right. Uh, I actually have him going to Tampa Bay. I think they just they always seem to way trickle around the cap hell somehow, and and they could definitely yeah. use a back and bolster. So I think he he ends up there. All right, this I one, don't, I don't, both of you, quickly, because I think I know what you're going to say. Adam Henrique. Uh, I want to say it, but I don't want to. I think both <laughs> Oh, <laughs> man. You both don't have to say it. I both. I, all right, the Rangers for both of them. I think if it's not the yeah. Rangers, who I think it's probably going to be, Winnipeg might be a team that, that kind of comes out of nowhere and throws something yeah. at for them. I like, I yeah, like that Carolina to, to maybe to – maybe... Maybe sneak one in there because right, they was, are kind of struggling. The look on both of their, their faces, middle, it's, middle it's pretty cut, clear in your eye. He's a New York Ranger in both their minds. So let's just do it at that. <laughs> it's just hard. Okay. It's very, it's very, it's very it's, hard. It's, I mean, listen, the, it was, it was. The, tw- it's been the theme of the year. I mean, jo- we signed yeah. Jonathan Quick. Yep, Fair twelve enough. years uh, ago. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, uh, Jacob Chickering. Oof, I Turn player. So. Does he move? He's he's expensive. He's really expensive. I think a team that might be interested in getting a guy like that shopping wise, LA. I think they have the pieces to make a move like that, and they definitely could use a big guy in the back end with Drew Doughty. I, I, I they've I always shown interest in him. They with him and uh, Dubois, their name's been thrown around both of them a ton. They ended up getting Dubois, and I, I think this is the same situation. I think they end up getting Chickering. I think he I, don't, stays. I don't hate that. I kind of like LA to make a move there. I'm curious to see stays. what a team. Like, I'm curious to see uh, to see what a team like Vegas is going to do. Yeah. The trade well, that, yeah, this is perfect. Uh, this brings me to the next guy, Anthony Duclair. Yeah. I actually have him going to Vegas. I think Duclair's a good fit there. Uh, they I like could that. Add him a power I like that a lot. With Jack Eichel, that'd be great with some speed. So yeah. I think he ends up there. I like that a lot. That's um, actually a really enticing move. I so if Chikrin does go, I say he goes to Winnipeg. I think Duclair. I already said Adam Henrique for the Rangers, so maybe Colorado for Duclair. Okay. Yeah. I don't hate that. I don't hate that either. It's funny you say that. All right. Sean Monaghan, sixth guy. I actually have have the Avalanche making a move for him. I think they could add a center, another center to their uh, lineup. They're going to be a team that nobody wants to play. They're already a team nobody wants to play. So that adds to that. I I think they might go out and get him. I like Um, Sean Monaghan. I like Sean Monaghan to the Boston Bruins. That was the that other is, team I was thinking about too. Yeah, that's a player who they could get and add more skill to that lineup, and I think that he would be a great fit in Boston. Unfortunately, yeah, I was, that would I was suck say Boston. as a Ranger fan. Well, obviously, but, yeah. yeah. They gave him a true first Boston. line center. Just, that's fair. Yeah, Boston seems to be the one there. All yeah. right, last one. I'm going to go Frank Vetrano. I'm saying the Isles. You two give me your pick. I, I, I think I think – <sighs> I think he I think he's a great fit for the Islanders. I just don't think I don't think that the Ducks are going to want to move him. I don't because at, at the end of the day, now, he's a, he's he's been a yeah. great player for them. I could I could easily see him being totally okay with re-signing there and wanting to play in Anaheim. 
I, I especially I now see, too. I don't see with a reason. I don't core, see a reason for them to trade them. Trade them. Especially with the young core that they have now, like Zegers, like still there, Cutter Gauthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, soon going to be playing with them. Well, so maybe I want to ask you this veteran. Yeah, Leo I want to ask you this, too, this yeah. quick question because you know this this is coming up my mind and it's a little off topic, but it's still it's for more towards the off season. Uh, they do have a ton of young talent, and a guy like Trevor Zegers really hasn't done too great there. They've had some problems, you know, the front office and him. He's been injured not too much in the lineup. In the offseason, if they do get an enticing deal for him, do you think he's expandable? Do you think he could potentially be moved? They bring in a guy like Cutter Gauthier. You don't, not necessarily don't, not saying you don't need him, but you don't necessarily, he's not like a cornerstone for them. For me, I feel like I think he's a career 60, 65 point guy. Plays a lot of offense, not a ton of defense, and I think they want to try, uh, tighten up the ship a little bit. So I'm just asking you too: if they do get an enticing deal this offseason, do you think he's expandable? I don't think Zegers fits on my uh, not. I don't like, think so either. Not movable list. He's not on my. He's not. Why you don't think they can move him? I don't, I don't I think mean, they can move. Him. I don't think they. I would put him with a guy like old team people. I would put him like a guy like Cole Caulfield. Would you say? I'm not saying like they franchise altering cornerstone piece, but say they get offered two first round picks and you know a decent maybe second third line yeah. winger. Yeah, I'm I mean, just listen, I, there's I think I think there's only a very short list of players who, you know, maybe per team, maybe two or three guys on every team that are not going to be moved. I don't think Zegris fits that that fits the bill for me. He could definitely be on the move in the offseason. Maybe even at the deadline, he's hurt. So it's not a guy. Like, I don't think he's a trade deadline guy, but I think he for sure is a guy who will definitely be out there in the offseason <clears throat> for a team looking to get a little bit faster, looking to really kind of change the direction of their franchise. For a team that's looking to do that, um, the Flyers in Anaheim just made a deal. Would it be so surprising to see a team like St. Louis step up for Trevor Zegers? Mm, no, nope. like Nashville step up for Trevor Zegers. That's where. I, yep, Nashville's kind of what I was thinking. Um. So yeah, and they have they a lot of pieces that Zegers that, and Andrew Burnett would be ridiculous. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So <laughs> that would be pretty. Yeah, um, that would be nice. I want to. I want to. I want to take a look at the Metro a bit, um, and then we'll look around the league and then kind of wrap up a bit. Uh, Metro right now. So Rangers still on top. Somehow, um, Flyers have kind of hit a little bit of a rut. They've lost their five, lost five straight. Islanders lost three in a row. Um, and then right behind them, you have, well, sorry, it's right now it's Rangers, uh, and with 63 points, followed by Carolina, two points behind them, 61. Flyers in third with 56. Then you have the Islanders, 52. Penguins and Devils tied at 51 with the Capitals, also at 51. And then Columbus, uh, at the back end of the train at 42 points. So, what teams do you guys think will keep their pace? Do you think there's going to be a team that falls off? I mean, I'd love to hear everybody's opinion on what's going on right now with the Metro Division. I'll start. I think that Philly's going to fall off. Yeah, I think it already started. Fall. Yeah, I, I think it already started, started now with this whole Carter Hart stuff. So yeah, I just don't. Well, he hasn't see even been. Ta- so I, sorry to cut you off, but that, he hasn't even been their guy. It's been this no. Simon or. Uh, El- Urson guy, whoever his name, yeah. Urson is his last name. He's, he's been, been a great. Stud. He's been awesome. I don't, I don't yeah. see them. Samuel I don't see Urson. them. I see them. I see them. Listen, I see them fighting for a wild card spot in April. But continue. Go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, like I just see like the guys in the team, and they just, they just. I say this all the time here. Like they don't move me. 
Like, there's, like I know Travis Connect he's good. Like don't Owen sleep Tippett. On, yeah, don't sleep on Owen Tippett. Most underrated uh, player in the league. Don't sleep on Owen Tippett. And he's Travis Sanheim, Sean Terrier. But I, I just don't know with this team. I, I guess it's I have recency bias with like because you know mm-hmm. the Flyers haven't really been in the playoff picture in a while. I just don't see it with them. Maybe they sneak in the wild card, but right now I just I'm not a fan. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of this Flyers team. I I kind of agree with you. I think they do fall off. They remind me a lot of last year's Buffalo Sabres team. Uh, they're young. They're feisty. They're definitely a little bit more defensively responsible, and you know not not in the same aspect where they're more flipped defensively than offensively, but the same kind of way that they're starting off hot. They're young. They're fast. They look they look angry. But I think when it comes down to it, you know we're looking at the playoff picture towards the end of, end of the regular season. I think they're they're one of the one of the three teams that are very close, but looking out or looking in from out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with both of you in terms of fall off, like, you know, fall off to me is a team that really like starts to struggle bad. I think losing five games in a row is as, I think it's as bad as it's going to get. I think they might have a couple back-to-back losses, maybe three in a row, but they're going to be close to a 500 team to end the season, which unfortunately might cost them a playoff spot. I could, like I said, definitely see them fighting for a second wild card spot. It's really to me, um, that first wild card spot is going to go to one of those teams in the Atlantic. I think you look at the top five in the Atlantic right now versus the top five in the Metro, and it's kind of night and day. Um, I love Detroit's chances to make the playoffs with how they've been playing recently. Mate, Toronto's going to be in there as well. Tampa Bay all of a sudden has had a resurgence. Kucherov is yeah. probably the league MVP right behind Nathan McKinnon. Um, but that that division's stacked now. The Islanders and the Penguins are are above the Devils, but there's almost no doubt in my mind that those three will be above um, above expectations in the second half of the season with how they're playing right now. Rank those three teams in April. Islanders, Penguins, Devils from first to third. Islanders, Devils, Penguins. I agree with what Stan's going to say on that. And this isn't even just me being a little Islanders bias. And I know how good the Devils can be, but I think losing those veteran defensemen they did in the offseason, going with the youth and the mm-hmm. younger guys like Simon Nemec and Luke Hughes, is pay, you know, it, it, they're paying the price right now. They've been not great in their defensive zone. They've been pretty poor defensive responsibilities. Goaltending hasn't mm-hmm. been great. I think they have a few holes they need to plug. And, and the team last year, it's just not the same team it was last year. It just uh, For me, it isn't. And I think they might be a team looking out and thinking what happened this year from how good we were last year. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, uh, without a doubt. The same thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. The yeah, same no, go thing, ahead, go ahead. too, Tim said. There's, with the Islanders, I, I, think that they, I think that they bounce back. Like I look back to last year. Their backs were against the wall. They were able to battle back, get that playoff spot. The Devils, the same thing with the defense. Also, too, let's all be honest here. My theory is that Andrew Burnett was on that bench. That's what made that Devils team so great last year. And... Now he's gone. It seems like they don't know what they're doing. Lindy Ruff, people are calling for Lindy Ruff's job. It's a disaster over there in Jersey. And Pittsburgh, it's Pittsburgh. Like like I said before, I'd be scared of this team in 2015. But this year, <laughs> in 2024, I'm not. I'm not How scared of Sidney Crosby, though? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Oh, very I, I, he's having a good year, but... When is he not? This guy pisses I, me I, off. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not, I'm not big on Pittsburgh. Yeah. So... So here's my thing. The Devils have the worst injuries in the NHL right now, without even a shadow of a doubt. They've lost, they lost Dougie Hamilton. And no he, Jack. besides Jack Hughes is their MVP. 
Um, no Jack, no Jonas Siegenthaler. He's on IR. Eric Hall has been dealing with injuries all year. Michael McLeod, whole London situation. That's still a big loss for them. Uh, Cal Foot, Brendan Smith, Thomas Nosek. I mean, there's guys on that roster who they need to be playing because let's look at their top six, right? I'm on daily faceoff. So right now their first line, arguably one of one of the most structured first lines in the NHL, Timo Meyer, Nico Hichier, and Jesper Bratt. Unbelievable first line, even if they rolled that out for the rest of the season. But then you look at their second line to Foley and Mercer on the wings, solid. Then you got Justin Dowling at center, okay? Not good. Third line, fantastic third line. Palat, Lazar, Nathan Bastian. Can't go wrong with that. Maxwell Willman, Chris Tierney, and Alexander Holtz on the fourth line. Not the biggest concern in the world for the fourth line, but still, guys who are not in the lineup for this team, you need Hughes to be back in the middle there. He's going to provide a ton of stability for that team once he comes back. You need Hamilton to be able to play that top pairing. Nemec, he's been noticeable, but he hasn't really been consistent game to game, which is kind of what you expect. The Hughes-Marino pairing has been good for the Devils, I hear, but defensively, not the best. And their third pairing with Santeri Hataka and Colin Miller is what you want to call it. So defense and goaltending, a huge problem for the Devils. They need to get healthy soon. The sooner they get healthy and watch when they get healthy and they get their players back, look out for that team because they're going to get hot really, really fast. They're going to outscore teams. Yeah. They're going to put a lot of pucks in the net. It's going to be a problem. Could I see them potentially sneaking into third place in the Metro division with how hot they could get it when they're healthy? Yes. Do I see them sneaking into a wild card spot? Absolutely. I have Devils, Islanders, Penguins to close out the season. That's, that's so, fair. I just think, I think my thing with the Devils is this whole London situation, it, it's very, I'm not, I mean, it is demoralizing for a team. This is not something you want to have to deal mm-hmm. with midseason just in general. It's a horrible situation. Um, like you said, the injuries, I think it's going to take a lot longer of a period of time than you think it is for really them to get going. I think it might be a situation that's mm-hmm. a little too late. And I, I really think they might be a team on the outside of the playoff, you know, yeah. come towards the end of the regular season. I think, I like totally you said, the Atlantic division's got a ton of great, great teams this year. I think right now with the way Detroit's playing, they're just a better version of Jersey and that, that speed style of game. I don't know. I really, I, I, I just don't, I don't see them getting in. I don't see them getting it done. I, I could, yeah. listen, I, I, def, I see, I definitely see both sides of the argument, but let's move, let's move to the top two teams in the Metro fighting it out right now for the first seed. You have the Rangers in first 30 wins, 63 points. Four, five, and one in their last ten, followed by Carolina, who's been pretty good lately. They've won three in a row. They're twenty-eight, fifteen, and five with sixty-one points, just behind the Rangers in a game played. They have a game in hand, so with one win, they would tie them for points. Now, do I have confidence in the Rangers to maintain this position? No. Do I think that they'll drop out of first eventually? Probably. I think Carolina has a much more structured roster in terms of their lines from first to fourth, and then first to third on defense. The only issue I see with Carolina is the same thing I see with the Rangers and their top players getting cold because they have a lot of depth and they have a lot of depth scoring. But at the same time, if you have a guy like Ajo or if you have a guy like Burns. He's been great though. Yeah, I mean, he's been awesome. If you have a guy like that, you know, Svechikov's been on and off with injuries. So, and if you have a guy like that who starts to tail off, you could definitely see this team start to struggle. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Rangers and Carolina for right now, what seems like a two-way race for first place. Do you think that those teams hold on to those top two spots? What do you think it ends up at the end of the season? Yeah, I, I actually, I think the Rangers take the top of the Metro. I think they finish strong there. I really, like I said, I think the All-Star break is really what they needed. I, I, this is a, a very skilled team. They have a deep four lines. 
if the defense can stay a little more structured, get a little bit more Keandre Miller from what we saw last year, which I think they will get, uh, I, I have no problem with them being, it may be a little bit out now, but they might be one of the President's Cup teams towards the end where you're looking at, wow, like, you know, they're looking at 111, 114 points. I really think the Rangers are that good. And Carolina, not to knock them, I do think they are that good. I just think the goaltending is a little shaky. I've seen the Isles beat them getting outshot 50 to 14. Like, that's not something that should happen. So if, no, if they can, never. yeah, I, I just yeah. don't think they have the goaltending that the Rangers do. I, I really, I really like the Rangers, honestly. It sucks to say as much as it is, uh, you know. <laughs> But I, I like their yeah, team, I, I like their roster. They're deep. I agree. I, I think it comes down to goaltending at the end of the day. Like you look at the goalies for Carolina. We thought they were gonna go get someone in free agency last year, but no, they stuck with it with Ranta and Anderson. And it turns out it's not going well. They're trying to go with Pyotr Kachekov, but he's been. How's he been? He's been like a little bit. He's been a little bit <laughs> iffy, if not I'm good. not mistaken, right? It's yeah, been he's good. been. Eh. Yeah. So they, got it. they should. They should call up Yanni and keep him there. It'd be yeah. great. So it'd be a stud. Maybe. Oh yeah, forgot he's a Quinnipiac guy. Right, right. Yeah, come I forgot on now. about that. I forgot yeah. about that. But yeah, yeah come on. I think it comes down to goaltending, and I think, as Tim said, the All Star break is has been a much needed break for the Rangers, and I think that they can bounce back easily. Maybe they could get, you know, preferably Frank Vertrano or Adam Henrique or Anthony Duclair. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah, but they. If they can keep building what they've been building from November to early January and keep doing what they're doing, I think that they'll be just fine. So I have the Rangers yeah. at the top, Carolina in second. Yeah, and and you know I I obviously as a Ranger fan I would love for them to play in first. Um, I think down the stretch they're going to need a guy in that third center role to step up because look, you guys know and you've known me for a long time. I am Johnny Brodzinski's number one fan. Oh yes, my goat my hero, my legend. I have yes. had the pleasure of meeting him. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Do I think he is the man for the third center position? No. What I would love to see is Will Cooley stay on that third line alongside Capo Caco. Keep Wheel on the first line. He has nine goals now. He's been playing a little bit better than he, especially with the slow start he had to the season. He's not the fastest player in the world, but I don't think that the Rangers first line is you know, needing a ton of speed. They're not the fastest team in the league, which is what it is. But again, you keep that first line together. Maybe you get a guy like Duclair, but again, that means you got to send Wheeler down to the third or fourth line. That's not something that I think is really going to be efficient for a team, especially for a guy like Blake Wheeler. So you go get a 3C, maybe somebody who's young. I do like Tyler Johnson. Maybe play Tyler Johnson on the fourth line. Um, you bump up a guy like maybe Jimmy Vesey to play center. I don't know. There's a lot of options. Would I love for them to get a young, speedy center? Yes. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's going to be very, very interesting to see what they do at the deadline. I think they're going to have to make a move to maintain first position, but I also don't think that they need to rush something because this is a playoff team. So, moving on. Stan, yeah. Vancouver Canucks, take of the, take of the century. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, Dude, you have... I'll you, be you... honest. Let, let me make this abundant. Let me make this clear. Okay. When I had Vancouver going to the playoffs, I had them sneaking in on the 82nd <laughs> game of the year sneaking into that second wild card spot yeah am i going to take this take and absolutely run with it you bet the fuck i am <laughs> look at like this i've i have as soon as they like jumped out to that i'll never forget the text that i sent in the group chat when Van, i think like vancouver killed someone and i was like oh look at vancouver you all called me idiots and you're like it's the first game of the year i was like yeah all right 
Well, it I'm was game to... one, dude. Like, I mean, what did you want me to say? It was like, game one. It was game what you, one. What did you want me to well, say? Yeah, like, oh, this is. is the best team in the league? Like, it's yeah. it's game one. It he's, got, he's got the text. He has it. He has it pulled yeah. up right now. Canucks look good, to which you said overreactions with two <laughs> uh, sleeping emojis. Keep sleeping. Yeah, well, the Detroit Red Wings were like the sleeping. best team in hockey for a month. No one said they were going to win the cup. I'm just saying it's a little That's wild true. of a take. I believed. <laughs> I believed. <laughs> so let's someone I mean, get look. me a someone get me a Pavel Bure jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the Canucks. I mean, yeah, very very special team. Um. But they the Western Conference. The Western wagon. Conference has been interesting to say the least. More specifically, looking at the Pacific Division, the West has. I mean, look. The sorry, not the West. The Central Division has genuinely been the exact same for the past five years, minus the fact that Minnesota has not been able to play well this year they lost Jared Spurgeon for the rest of the season and Philip Gustafson has not been as good as he was last year so that division is pretty set in stone you look at how good Winnipeg was last month um Colorado has been one of the best teams in the NHL with Nathan McKinnon leading the charge for them just an outstanding you know division to look at for the rest of the year I think it's going to stay the way it is but Pacific Division, you have the Edmonton Oilers who have won 16 in a row. The fact that, Crazy. The fact that we haven't talked about them yet is insane. Crazy, 16 I know. 16 in a row. Yep, insane. So first run exit to me. Yeah, it, it's, 16, <laughs> it's 16 in a row, and I think they've let up three goals like twice during that run. So that's three goals or more. Yeah, it's it crazy. was a Especially with this um, coast trip. Wait till they play a Metro team. I'm telling you, it's going to be well, a wake up played, call. Well, well, they went to the they, Metro. Yeah, they, they lost to no. They I think they lost the the last loss was to the Islanders, right? Yep. Yes. Or they might have beat them. Yeah, I think so. So yep. their last loss was to the, the Islanders. To the Islanders. And then the streak started against then the, the Devils and the Rangers. The, yep. So no, no, wait yeah. till they come back. Anyways. Wait till they come back. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, okay, rega- regardless, they won't because that's how the schedule works. But regardless, Edmonton Oilers is very, very good. Ever since that streak started, you've seen the downfall of one team who was very hot, and that's the LA Kings. I want to hear your yes. guys' thoughts on that team. What's going on? Uh, I mean, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Pierre Dubois has been, one guy, been the center of attention. You just mentioned him. Yeah. Pierre-Luc Dubois. That's why. Every team that he goes to goes right down the fucking drain. Do you think he's a locker room cancer? I yes. Clearly, Drew Doughty came out and said we're playing way too much individual hockey, and I think he is really a main factor why this team is playing so poorly. I was so high on them going into this year. I still kind of am high on them. I, I know they're they've a been a little team. bit of a rut. I mean, they're yeah, they're, they're not only, out of they're it. They're only three, right? They're, they have they uh, the Oilers have, which is this is insane. The Oilers have three games in hand on them, and they're three points above them. They also have uh four games in hand on Vancouver and five games in hand on uh uh Vegas. So insane. I mean if they win all five of their games, they would accumulate ten points and pass them, which again, would they go on a twenty one game win streak? Maybe. Looking at their schedule right now, their next game is against wow. Next game is against Vegas. So that the streak could end there. That's in Vegas. Then they go into Anaheim. That's probably a dub. Into LA, probably a dub. They're home against Detroit. I mean, that's probably it, there's a there's a lot of wins in their near future. So yeah, I mean Edmonton, Connor McDavid show, duh. So anybody anybody who put in a future on them winning the Pacific when they were like four and like eighteen yeah. or like, no, they weren't four and eighteen, but like they were very bad to start the year. So shout at out to you if you did playoffs. that. I look um, at the wild card here. Am I supposed to be taking the St. Louis Blues seriously? <laughs> you could. With the way Bennington's playing, you could. 
But they, uh, they can't score. They genuinely can't score. Yeah, I think this problem. is just like I, I, I'm on daily faceoff, and I see like these guys. Like I see Buchnevich, okay, but then Kyru. Jordan Kyru, yeah. yeah, but Robert right. Thomas too. But that's just consists of their top line. I'm, but Kyrie and Thomas Shet- have not been good. I think not I'm just going to say I think I think this is just a reflection of how poor the second half, second tier teams are in the Western Conference compared to the Eastern Conference. Because honestly, looking at this, you know, group of teams, if you put this the number two wild card down compared to the Eastern Conference, it's night and day. I would take every single Eastern Conference team pretty much to take over all these guys. I I don't yeah. think they're a bad team necessarily, but I think honestly, whatever team sneaks in that second wild card in the Western Conference. Not a joke, but not really a, you know, a contender in my eyes. I, I really, I really mean that truly. I don't think any of these teams could step up and turn a leaf and put them as a contender for me. Totally agree with that. And I think, and I think, if you were to look at the current playoff matchups now in the West, you would have um, what looks like St. Louis and L.A. in the wild card. Um, yes. And then your top three is you, you would have Colorado play. St. Louis in the first round, which is an O. That is, no. if you were, that is an O. No, you'd, you'd have Vancouver. Oh no, Vancouver, you'd right? Va- sorry. Yeah, Vancouver playing St. Louis and Colorado playing L.A. Yeah, and then Dallas, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Vegas, Edmonton. Yeah, Vegas, Edmonton. Vancouver would be a lot more interesting than people think. Yeah, I really. I, I mean, I think I, I like I, yeah. a nightmare series. I think. I think, unfortunately, if if Vancouver plays L.A. in the first round, like something like that happens. That's bad. That's really bad. If they play a team like LA or if they play a team like even Edmonton, because that's yeah. possible. If, if if Vegas I takes hate, over that top spot. I hate to be that oof. guy. And Stan, I know you have them getting in, but they have like first round of exit written all oh. over them. Like all I don't yeah. care. I, I don't care. I had them getting in. <laughs> that's fair. good for you. Good that's for fair. you. I had them getting in. Um, that is all. Yeah, so a, lot, a lot to talk about in the Western <laughs> Conference, which I love. It's great. Um, sorry, I don't know what just happened. I mean, that was, I don't know what that was. Um, anyways, I, uh, Atlantic division has been weird. The Sabres have not been good. That's to say the yeah, very least. I was, I was big on them. Um, I think we were all kind of wrong about that. I'd have to go back and listen to my first episode of what I did with you guys. And I just know for a fact that I said Calgary was going to be good this year. And to my surprise, yet again, they've been shit. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> it just doesn't make it just listen. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I think the, the real turnoff for Calgary is that they fucking play in Calgary. Yeah. Who yeah. wants to play in Calgary? Who wants like, to go there? But I think my, even my looking take, at the lineup, they have the underperformance of Jonathan Huberto. Yeah. And, and it's so that's, just, it's, that's been my take. It, that's been my take all year is the fact that everybody wants to look at Huberto like, wow, like his fall off is insane. Like, how is this possible? You know, and I get it. Like, he had a hundred and whatever amount of points the season before he got traded. No, the season he did get traded. He had an insane amount of points in Calgary. Oh my God, they fleece Florida. They got Huberto and Uyghur. They both just had insane years. But it's the biggest culture shock that you can get going from Sunrise, Florida to Calgary, Alberta. Yeah. Did you really? know Jonathan Huberto traded in a 2021 Lamborghini Huracan in blue, a Roadster in blue? That's like a $350,000 car for a Dodge Ram to, to uh, 2500 Holy shit. Yep. So if you look <laughs> oh at his face God. at the Florida dealership with a Lambo, he's like smiling. He's super happy. Yeah. And then he's at the Dodge dealership and he's like, he's like, here it is. Yeah. But I just, <laughs> yep. I don't see how a guy who can go from, you can go back to when this really, this streak of not dominance, but great play started 2018, 19, 92 points, in 82 games. Mm-hmm. 
The year after 1920, 78 points in 69 games. The year after, 61 points in 55 games. Then he had 115 and 80 games. I don't know how you go from 115 points to 55, and now you got 26 and 48 games, minus 15. Yeah. The team's playing terrible. I don't know. The first, I, year, I understand the first year was Daryl Sutter, which, yeah. which, I mean, that just did not work out. But again, it's really like, do I think that it should be taking two, almost going to be two full years now with Huberto not playing well? No. That's why I said again they were going to bounce back. And they but also have the contract? Markstrom who – yeah, it's the thing. It's you know he's getting what is he? It's ten and a half million, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's so it's hard. Crazy like it, that. It, it's really hard. Calgary's in a tough spot. Unfortunately, they are genuinely becoming the Minnesota Wild of the Pacific Division, which is just mid. Yeah, That's and you know what's so crazy to think about be. is if we we go back, I I go back to that trade and I said you know what they I think Calgary off rips going to be a little bit better. They're getting two guys that yes. are immediate we impact all, pieces. We, we literally all said that. Yeah, and yeah. and look, look how that turned out. No, and they uh, have studs roster too, yeah. so it's just it's tough. But yeah, I, uh, let's. I found. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. I found. I found my Google Doc, so we can shit on my freezing cold takes for the hockey preview for for a preview back in October. Okay, I had Buffalo being the third team in the Atlantic. Oh yeah, not good. And I said, nope. Dev, in quotes, Devin Levi is destined to have an outstanding rookie season after getting a lot of attention last year. He's in the AHL, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, hey, Stan, don't feel too so, bad. I had, so wait. I had Boston barely being a wild card team, so you know you I gotta take Boston, what you want. The, yeah, I had Boston second wild card team. Is Vancouver your only hot take? I think Vancouver. I had Nashville at three in the Central. Smash. Uh, that's still doable. Okay. That's still doable. That's still doable. Then I had. No, no, it's not. I, it's not happening. <laughs> they're, 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 uh, so. Let's be honest. We're lucky if they're getting the number two wild card at this point. Come on, let's not live in the world. Oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> that's fucking great. Let's see. I had, I had the Lightning as a team on the outside looking in. Could be I had the Senators, but I don't think on, so. I had the Senators as a team on the outside looking in. Right Smart. now, they're just clearly on the outside. They are nowhere looking in. Um, let's see. Am I on that sheet? No, I, this one I made myself just for me. That's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, let's Mine see, wild card. I, I don't know where that is. <laughs> Vegas, not Vegas. <laughs> wild card, I had Seattle and Vancouver. Oh, Barzal is on Team Matthews. Cool. Oh, oh, oh the draft started? Yeah. Cooch goes number one. Wow. All right, no more spoilers. Uh, let's, uh, no let's, more spoilers? Let's talk, okay. let's talk quickly about... Um, Let's see. Let's talk quickly about uh, some like midway point awards, or maybe playoff matches that we want. I know, I know, I talked about uh, Colorado versus St. Louis, but the way it's shaping out now, I think the one playoff matchup that I want to see is Rangers Islanders, which would oh, be the, Lord. which would which also would break this be podcast. The, uh, that would, yeah, it would destroy us. I know that would be no first. The first wild card matchup would be. Oh no, the Islanders wouldn't even be in the wild card. No, no they're not in destroy, yet. No, wow, they're so they will be. They'll be. That's the thing. Six points back. That's I know. They got, they got some ground to catch. We get um, the Maple Leafs, motherfucker. Yeah. No, we would get. <laughs> That's a win. I think we would get Detroit because uh, Vancouver, yeah. because no. Toronto has twenty five wins with three games in hand. Oh, does it? Oh, the wins matter. I would want to, go, Toronto. Are you kidding me? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, well, I'm saying with, they're like with they're all like the perennial teams, playoff yeah. ass. That's they're, such they're, an easy dub for you guys. Over. 
but like, no, it's the not. Curse the curse is, is always they, they got swept around after the curse never left, Stan. It's, it's still here. <laughs> yeah, it literally. They, they, wait, yeah, they got swept around after they have not won a second round game. No, fair, fair, fair. Now a new curse. Okay, so, so playoff matches, playoff matches we want. I'll rattle off a couple Rangers Islanders. I would love to see, um, in the in the second, the two three, I think Hurricanes. Hurricanes Devils would be a good rematch from last year's second round. I think a Boston um, Tampa though, series this year would be nuts. I think that'd be real that should be, be awesome. real electric, fast hockey. I'd, yeah. I'd really like to watch that. I I I would love to see Panthers Lightning. That that would be the Battle of Florida. That'd be another good one too. Yeah. That's um, always a fun series. Yeah, I, Toronto Boston would be a home run for sure. Yeah, uh, yes. I would love to see. Like I said, I would love to see Colorado play St. Louis. That's like a retro matchup right there. Going back to some of the uh, NBC days of Stanley Cup playoffs, um, Vancouver. I don't know who I'd want to see them play. Vancouver, LA. Let, let, yeah. yeah, Vancouver, LA. I, I call it another. That's another goaded matchup, right? I, 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 think like, beat, I think Vancouver beat beat LA to get to the Western the, to the Stanley Cup Finals when they played Boston. Uh, might, someone might have to fact check me on that. No, twenty twelve is Devils Kings. Uh, twenty eleven. I mean, yeah. 2012 is when I was, like, first in dude, hockey. Dude, 2011 Western Conference Final. It is, no, Vancouver and San Jose. Yeah, oh, that's, that's insane. insane. That's insane. I think, um, I think a Winnipeg-Vegas Knights matchup would be something. That would be cool. That would be really yeah. cool. I wouldn't mind that. So, yeah, I, lot, I mean, look, there's... Last year, the the craziest thing was when, I, when you know, going into the playoffs, and this is what happens. Every single team has their own narrative and every so- story, so it's always tough seeing a team go out of the playoffs. Always. Yeah. Yeah. How about some right, let's get to mid- awards? Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about that. Yes. What are we thinking here? Well, I, for one, looking back at my awards, uh, my Hart Trophy winner was Connor McDavid. My Vesna okay. Trophy winner was Ilya Sorokin. My Norris Trophy winner was Rasmus Dahlin. And my Calder was Connor Bedard. I think I'm 0 for 4. It, if the projections... <laughs> Um, uh, tell me so. No, no, because MVP definitely could still be McDavid. There's a long way to go. As good as yeah, Kucherov can have 100 points have in been. 20 games, you know that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> that's, possible. That's fair. That's fair. Now, um, midway hmm. point. I think I think our top three is going to kind of be similar. But I'd like to hear what your. I mean, one and two. Can we all agree that it's McKinnon and Kucherov right now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's um, fair. What about three? Three. I think you got to give it to a guy like Pasternak. I, I really, I, with the hit they took in the off season, mm-hmm. and in the way, like how reconstructed this team is, kind of seemed like they were going to be someone out of it. He's kind, he's carried them a little bit. Seventy two points. Yeah. I think he's, he's definitely third on my list for that MVP spot. That's fair. I'll go with McDavid. I just think that he's, again, he's bound to have like some yeah. insane but run. The, the thing for me with McDavid is they were so bad prior to this streak and that's great so so you know the 16 games he's been phenomenal but before that if we're just looking at this midseason point he wasn't anything too crazy he started off a little slow he's i know he's tied for fourth in points now which is insane with the fact that he was at like yeah 30 points that's ridiculous whatever but Pasternak has just fueled this Bruins team it feels like they i don't know they the bees have shocked me a ton i was very low on them this offseason and the fact that they have kind of come out and played the same way they finished last or same way they played last year in the regular season has just been shocking to me so i like posh knocking that spot i'm gonna All go right. shame on both of you for a second um okay. to not even mention 
Panarin or Sam Reinhardt, yeah. who has like 36 yeah, goals. Yeah, Reinhardt's been having a good year too. So, this, I'll, I'll give so you those two, million, those... you score 20 goals for the rest of your career written so, all over it. <laughs> so I'll so I'll uh I'll give Panarin that third spot for sure because without him the Rangers would be just oh terrible. God, I can't even imagine how bad they would be right now. They would they'd probably Let's be third not. place. No. And another another good uh MVP candidate in terms of like who's been like really good for their team is Matt Barzell. He's been he's been phenomenal for them this season. So he's he's definitely the reason the Islanders are, are still even considering the playoffs yeah, right now. I agree. Him and Noah Dobson. Uh, goalie MVP slash Vesna. Connor Hellebuck. I'm with Demko. Yeah, I, mean, I got Demko as mine. Yeah, Swayman's uh, been phenomenal. If we're still doing the top three, Aiden Hill? I'm probably going to go. He's I been mean, hurt. He just, He's been good. He yeah. just come back. Yeah. yeah. My top yeah. three would definitely be Hellebuck, Demko, and Swayman. Yeah, I, I agree with that because of how good Swayman's been for sure. Um, a lot of good goalies in the, in the league this year. Like, you could look at, I mean, you could look at Urson like we did earlier. Jake Ottinger has been really good for Dallas as well. Um, but it's been a down year for like the big three going to the season where you have Shostakin, Sorokin, and Vasilevsky. They've all kind of been okay. Like, like Sorokin, you know, what? you know, he's, go ahead. I think, I think it stems from just poor, not poor defensive play, but they've allowed a lot of chances for these guys. I think they've given them yeah. almost too much respect in the team. Sorokin has faced the most high danger chances in the NHL and the most shots. Mm-hmm. I can't say the same for Sturkin, but when I watch the Rangers play, it, there's a lot of times where there's lapses and he's getting slot shots he's letting in that, that aren't necessarily his fault. You know, same way with Vasilevsky. So I think it's not that they're having a down year. I just think the teams defensively need to just pick it up. Like, really, like really need to just stop, you know, get these high danger chances away from the net at a, at a, at a minimum and, and clean up the play a little bit. I think we'll see that in the second half of the year. I think Vasilevsky could potentially have the best second half of any goalie in the NHL. That's kind of where I, I might be leaning towards definitely that. Possible. All right, there's a lot of All goalies right. in that in that category too. Um, give me an Norris. underrated. Give oh, me wait, you, oh, oh, well, I was going to say Norris? Norris. Norris, I think Quinn Hughes is the answer for that for yeah, sure. It's, it's Quinn yeah. Hughes. McCarr is no right there flowers, too. Though. <laughs> yeah, no, McCarr has been really good, and you know, there's a bunch there. Like Evan Adam Park has been good also. Bouchard, Miro Heiskanen has been playing well, but yeah. I want to hear one underrated player this season. And one player who's either overrated slash like really underperforming. I'm gonna stick and with my answer. Hot, give me a hot. Give me a hot take. Give me a hot one. Because I right, have well, one this is, down. Yeah, a little basic. Nothing. Nothing too hot. I'll get a hotter one later. But I'm just gonna say off the top of my head. Owen Tippett for underrated player. I know he got an extension. I said it last mm-hmm. year, and and just the way he controls the puck and how fast he is, and the stuff he, the way he kind of controls the pace in the offensive zone. Seems like every time the Isles play Philly, he always has the puck. So mm-hmm. I think he's just a, a guy that's not appreciated enough for how much he does for that Philadelphia Flyers team. Give me Vincent Trocheck. Yeah, Vincent Trocheck. He's been great. He's take. been the most. I th- seriously think he's been the most underrated player all year. It seems like ever since that he's been paired with Panarin and Lafreniere, you haven't been really been hearing Lafreniere's name enough. I mean, those pucks just need to go in, and you'll be hearing his name a lot, but. You've been hearing Trocheck's name a lot, not compared to not compared to Panarin, obviously, but Trocheck's been. I mean, hey, All Star appearance. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, listen, it was it's kind of a Mickey Mouse All Star appearance, but at the same <laughs> well, yeah, but... at the same time, you, at the same time, listen, at the same time, I feel like you got to kind of look at it like it is, like he's in the All Star game. So, give me, uh, give me an overrated player. I'll get into mine after you guys. I didn't hear an overrated player though from from you guys. Oh. 
Overrated. Well, I got one more underrated before I get to my overrated. I'm going to say Simon Holmstrom's been just unbelievable for the Isles forecheck yeah. wise and shorthand been, penalty he's very, kill. He's actually been been very good. Yeah, he's been a great great plug in young guy. Finally, a, a prospect besides Dobson and Barzal and Sorokin fanned out because it seems like everyone else we drafted just been absolute garbage. So thank God for him. <laughs> so I'm going to go yeah. him as my uh, another underrated guy. Okay, good overrated. Um, overrated. That's what I'm like trying to think. Overrated slash like underperforming, like not playing good. Like, okay, I mean, so Alex Ovechkin guy... is just having a year that I yeah yeah that was expect. that was a pop that was one that I had written down, but not the one I was gonna say. I mean, yeah. I could hate on maybe Darnell Nurse, but I feel like he always sucks. How about I give you one right now? How about Dimitri Orlov? And yeah, how much money that Car- Carolina paid him in the off season for him yeah. to just. You know, he's a career guy who's played 20 minutes a night for, you know, he's been in the league for I almost, what, 10 seasons, and he's playing 16 minutes a night for that team, and he has not been, you know, as good as he's been. Like, you know, you look at some of it, like, the year he had with Boston after the deadline was great, but last year he had seven goals for, I want to say he had, like, 36 points, maybe 35 points, and he's on pace for good numbers. Like, he has three goals, 14 assists for 17 points in almost 50 games, but at the same time, he's been on the ice for a lot of goals against and has not been playing the minutes that a lot of people expected, especially for a guy that they're paying $7 million. So that's my overrated yeah. guy. All right. And underrated, Trevor Moore. L.A., goaded. Sick player, 21 goals this year. Love the way he plays. Super tiny forward, and he's got speed. He's been great. I love I love watching him play. He's definitely like a uh, you know I I do a lot of youth hockey coaching, so he's like a player that I like mold into these kids' heads of a guy that like not necessarily the most talented kid on the watch team, but him. like <laughs> yeah, literally watch him. Watch every that's a guy, and the, he's the re, it's you know people ask me like why do you like Johnny Rodzinski so much because he's like the NHL player that like kids should really be inspired by because Wait. he's not the most skilled. You brought up Johnny Brodzinski. After yeah. you tell your point, tell the story of what happened with oh, you yeah, and okay, Johnny yeah. Brodzinski. I'll summarize that briefly. Um, but Brodzinski is a guy who, you know, he made his way to, to the Kings. He got drafted by the Kings, went through a huge injury to his shoulder, came back, played in the AHL for, uh, for Ontario. Right? Ontario Reign is there? No, no, no. They have an AHL team. AHL team. Whatever. He played for them. Played for he was in and out of the lineup. Um, got signed by the Rangers, and he's just stuck around. Like he's he was the captain on their Hartford team, and a guy who just worked hard in every single aspect of his game. So he's a player that, again, not the most skilled player on the ice, but he's stuck around for how many years now, and just has been an outstanding player to follow in his career. But moving along, on Facebook in October of 2022 or November of 2022. Somebody on Facebook posted a Johnny Brodzinski NHL Shield, like his rookie card, one of one. It's like a very desirable card for any player, like their NHL Shield one of one rookie from a product called the Cup. It's a massive product. It's like the premier card for if you're collecting a rookie card, that's like the big one to get. So I got it. I traded $100. And I, this is a disclosed information $100 and a Jack Hughes Young Guns rookie card, which is like a, you know, it's like a premier rookie card of Jack okay. Hughes too. So about $250 in value. Great card. Great in a 9-5. Awesome. Not the Hughes, the, the Brodzinski card. The Brodzinski so card, it. yeah. Right. Posted it on Twitter uh, about two weeks later when I got the card. And 
to my knowledge now, apparently his dad, Mike, had sent him the card because Johnny's a big collector, sent him the card, and Johnny DM'd me personally asking, I've never seen that card before, where'd you get it? Told him the whole story. Um, him and I talked for months after just about collecting and, you know, when we can get together, I go to school in Quinnipiac, as some of you might know who listen, you guys both know. Um, yes. Meaning to get to a hard for a game, never got to one, um, you know, knock on wood if he gets sent down. I think that's something I really want to do. Um, but last month we met up, um, after the game, we discussed that we were going to meet. I was going to trade him the card for a game used stick and a picture just to meet him. We met up, took a picture, signed his stick, game used, same one he used in the game. He got an assist that night, which was awesome. And just a really great guy. He made the trade. It blew up. Uh, my boy, Johnny Lazarus did a story on it too. So it was just, it was an amazing uh, experience. That's People awesome. kept telling me, I really wish I would have, you would have kept the card, sick card, but the experience was worth it. He's got the full rainbow sucks now that. of all sucks the cards, for that. So. Sucks for that other guy that had the yeah. card. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, he, he never, <laughs> I mean, but the thing is though, is that a lot of play, players do collect. And I, that was a card that, you know, and I've been a Brodzinski fan for a very long time now, since like 2019. and. Um, when I saw that card, I was like, I got, I have to have this. Like, this is like a card that is, it's huge. It's the NHL shield card. That card is, it's like a mat. I, I, I wish I had another example of a shield, but they're, they're very expensive. Like McDavid's, I, McDavid's cup, like rookie cup, uh, patch auto shield. Like it's never surfaced. It probably never will. Someone probably has it and was just keeping it sealed forever. But some of, some shields have been posted on eBay you know, thirty thousand, fifty thousand, seventy thousand dollars, depending on who the player is. So, for me to be able to get that card for that price was awesome, and that whole experience was just a home run. Now you got a pro Ooh. stock stick too, using that in men's league. And that, yeah, that's no, he's well, no, he, that, well, that was the thing I told him. Like Johnny, I need you to sign the stick so I don't get tempted to use it because my dad will kill me if I use this stick. It's pro stock. I would have used that. I would have went right to the ice, started snapping I, that listen, thing. Around. I mean, nah, listen, listen. Like, I got. What's listen, he, I, has he got a sick heel curve on it? Like, what is he using? <laughs> like, no, it's a, it's a. He's a. He, and you know what's funny? He's a righty too. So it's it was very very tempting. But, oh. Uh, no, he's he, about your height too, he, uh, isn't he? I mean, come on, you definitely yeah, can no, use that. A hundred percent. And I told him to, I'm like, you might have to send me another one so I could use it. And he chuckled, he laughed it off. But um, yeah, he's just an awesome guy and he's a family man. He has two uh, beautiful daughters too, or who are just, they're so funny. He, he introduced me to his family and they're like, they're, they're super like fun to like be around and his wife's awesome too. So it's, it was, it was awesome. What a story. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> mm-hmm. i know i didn't know he was a collector he's he's a big big anthony edwards fan big anthony really? edwards guy yeah he's a he's from, well, he's, he's, from he's, he's from minnesota yeah. Yeah. right so big Sucks anthony for him. Edwards they, they're, guy. He loves they're a first round exit written all over him this year oh will you hey, look i'm not getting into <laughs> look, listen i have been a closet not an nba fan but an nba follower this season I, and the t- the fucking I don't think they're... man. That's my team right now. Okay. And the Knicks have okay. been playing great. But I'm a yeah, big team. Like, Sixty-four, they lost. Come on, like, All come right. on. What, right. what are we I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm a big ant guy. They got Gobert too. They got Cat. They have guys. Oh, Gobert yeah. worked out so well last year in the playoffs. Yeah, I won't even. Man, this is the ant year. He, if listen, if Embiid, I, I hope to God he misses more games because I cannot stand him. I <laughs> hate Joel Embiid. Yeah, his MVP he, stock no, dropped you know crazy. Uh, dude, he went screw from, he went Joel Embiid. Like screw him. Plus eighteen hundred or something. Yeah, he's not winning anything. I, I 
hate him. I hate Joel Embiid. And I hate that's why that's why I hate the whole NBA load management crap. Okay. Listen, if you are hurt or in you if you are not in the lineup, get the fuck off the bench. Like I, I cannot stand that. I just I, I that is you. something sit, I have. Sit on the sit oh, in the press box of the rafters. So, the game up there. You shouldn't so, be you shouldn't be down low. Oh my god. No, I can't we can't do this right now because I can go on for another hey, hour the, about how bullshit the, this is. At least the Knicks oh. are at least the Knicks are saving like if we win we're if we win tonight we're tied for the two seed. Like Love that it. hasn't like hit me Love yet. It. I know OG, no. OG OG and Grimes are out and Randall too, yeah. so yeah. I don't know how has it hit you if I lost to go? you're the you're the four Listen, seed? Has it hit you that you, you out, lose your you... <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Barrett and, and IQ because those are two like just like guys who you They're wanted quarter to see. Stones. And you, how do you think I you felt wanted, when Barrett you wanted to see how do you think you I felt when see. Barrett got traded? Yeah, As a Duke I'm, guy too. Yeah, I know, I know. Those are two guys you wanted to see wear a Nick jersey forever. But OG, I mean, listen, you you forget quickly about trades when things like that happen. You know, like if if yeah, like now that's I'm the like thing. The biggest OG guy. When Avalanche like, is coming, well, then, boys. I'm just saying. Let's Avalanche let's get is back coming. To, let's get back to <laughs> let's get back to hockey for a second here and think about that St. Louis trade. Right when Callahan got traded, I was devastated. And another massive one, right? Derek Broussard goes to Ottawa. Who comes back? Mika Zibanejad, right? Yeah. That's another yeah. trade where I was at Ranger camp. I was literally at youth hockey camp telling everybody, like, no, they traded Broussard. Who is Mika Zibanejad? Like, who is this guy? And the rest is history. Once <sighs> he scored, he scored a 2017 OT winner oh, the overtime. in Game 5. Yes. And that like, was the moment was it I against... was like... Montreal. Was it against Ottawa or like, Montreal? Yeah, Montreal. Montreal. Lucky you like, guys. I don't give a shit about Derek Broussard. I don't oh. give a shit anymore. I- I remember where I was. Um, I was sitting at my kitchen table. Isles just trade Matt Molson for Thomas Vanek. I get probably the worst defensive oh. forward I've ever watched play hockey in my entire life. <laughs> hey, I'm a big Thomas Vanek guy, too. He had some sick years with Buffalo. In Buffalo. Then he came to the Isles and was just an absolute traffic cone awful. out there. Yep. That's why the same thing with Pajot. Oh. When they, the Islanders got Pajot, was, that was literally nightmare scenario. I was like, for... this guy is going to terrorize oh. me for years. Great for two years, and then... He's just been struggling since that wrist injury. Stan, Stan, you got something good before we uh, close NBA, it up here? NBA trade just dropped. Uh, the Grizzlies big are one? sending Stephen Adams. Not big, but you know the names. Grizzlies are sending Stephen Adams to the Rockets for Victor Oladipo and three second round picks. Whoa. Stephen Adams hasn't played he's, all year, and Oladipo can oh, barely oh, move. <laughs> wait, both these guys are out for the year. Oladipo's got to be like 34 now, right? He's old, Oladipo right? can't yeah. move. How many knee surgeries can this guy have before they fall off? Oh I, I don't even know how he's in the NBA. <laughs> Wait, two, two, more thi- two more things, Jake. One, Super yeah. Bowl prediction. Who do you got? Ooh. Um, you know, it's funny is because I really wanted the Ravens to win. Uh, so did I. Oh, my gosh. You my have heart. no idea. I've been my buddy, literally my glazing buddy, Lamar all year. <laughs> my buddy's a big uh, Ravens fan, so I was pulling for him. But now that Mahomes is in it, I'm a big legacy guy, and to see him win another ring would be great. Um, I think if the Niners win, it's just one of those like moments where you're like, oh, you know, oh, but Brady lost to the Giants two times. Um, you I know, it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, and me. I think that's the thing. Please so, remind me of that. And a fries got... winning the Super Bowl, Stan. That's who I'm going <laughs> <Yeah>. with. <laughs> I, I, I got. <laughs> I got Chiefs over the Niners in a in a in like a big scoring game, but 
Okay. The, this is the thing. The Chiefs defense, like, man, they've been good. They, like, so is the Niners. Spags. I know. Spags knows well, how to win. I, yeah, but listen, they, they, the Niners just gave up a hell of points to the Lions. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I agree with that. Hey, they're rolling from that second half. That, yeah. If Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, it'll be his, like, for the rest of his career, it'll be his best Super Bowl win. Because without a doubt, you look at his path to this Super Bowl, holy shit. So I got to hear like, about Taylor Swift for the rest of my life? My, forget i'm i'm off that i'm off that. I don't, I'm, I'm i don't over it yeah yeah because the thing is like you know and, and cowherd talked about it she was on the screen for like she averages she averages, she averages she averages like 30 seconds a game like that did you it's not seconds too much but it's not yeah. even, it's not even the 30 it's the amount they talk about her it's the amount the nfl promotes her it's the amount social media well, puts stuff thing. comparing like, the, it. it okay here's my thing right so drake and aaron judge were just at the next game and yeah, I was like, oh, wow, like Drake said, he's in public, whatever, he's at MSG. But at the same time, like it was that and then it's done. But the NFL, they get yeah. like a big time celebrity and they're like, oh, my God. Now, the thing is, I, if Taylor Swift was just going to games, it wouldn't be a problem. But no. if Drake, yeah, like, OK, would. let's let's think about it this way. But it's so tough because Kendall Jenner, like Kendall whole- Jenner's dated like NBA players and like, you know, yeah, if they if the thing is, like. And look, I, we're we're on air, so you know I'm just gonna leave it. Like, look, yeah, okay. Just leave it as it is. Leave it as it is. Yeah. It's, it is what it yeah. is. Let's not go any further. Let's round this rabbit hole. It's, just, it, it, it's just funny because like my cut, uh, my Stan, this has canceled Matt. written all over it. Let's uh, let's think yeah, about what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, no, it's fun. <laughs> I'm talking about the Kyle Coward thing. How like Coward was talking about like, oh, she only gets like 30 seconds of air, and I didn't. Our editor Matt sent me this like thread of tweets of uh, every of like Swifties being like. What's his at? I will marry him right now. And he goes, you will never guess who this is about. And I like <laughs> see the video and it's Colin Coward. I'm like, what the yep. fuck? Yep. It's so funny. Um, no, I'm, that was not a cancelable. Yeah, I think, I think, listen, like, you know, with the Chiefs. Did you say he like, hates women? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tua, 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 Allen, Lamar, Purdy. Like that is an insane path to a Super yeah. Bowl rank. Right, Finns, Bills, Ravens, Niners, like that is like that with the Chiefs included in there. That's the top five teams in the NFL. And it's like crazy to even think about too, because at some point they were considered to be the top team in the AFC. Yeah, the Dolphins early on, then Buffalo. Once they beat, once they sort of you know had that turnaround, and then yeah, Baltimore Baltimore end of the year. Once they beat, once they beat forty, right, and the Niners at the beginning of the season. So Chance could yeah. scrape some wins it's, together. I swear insane. that defense would have hauled yeah. them to the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, okay. Um thank you. Super Bowl prediction. Yes. Good. Um what you got you said you had one more thing. Uh, did I have one more thing? Oh yeah, food content. When and where. Tell me when and where I'll be there. Yeah, well listen, I mean look, I, I have a bunch of ammo saved up. I just gotta get editing. Maybe I might have to talk to your boy Matt, but um yeah, listen, anytime you want to get together, whether you want to do a little collab, you want to make something happen in terms of making some consistent content, I love Pizzerito eat, so. each. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> okay, you, okay, look, and listen, I, I, I could talk Dude, to you at night. That yeah. freaking, what's the name of that place in Port River? Russo's. Russo's, Pizzerito. Russo's is elite. Elite okay. pizza. I don't Big disagree with you at all. I don't disagree with you at all. Big I think it's one fan. of the underrated spots in Pearl River. Ooh, so Person- good. Personally, I'm a Sorrento's guy. No, and I've no, no. What are you getting tired of it, Caitlin? If you're listening, 
Caitlyn's sister, Fiona, is like a Sorrento's, yes. like, she's like a number one fan. Terrence, too. No. Terrence. Dude, Sorrento's is, is, oh my god. You know the score, like, Scorsese, he's got his hands out, like, the meme, and it's, yes. like, absolute cinema, but it's crossed out yes. with ass instead of cinema? That's the fucking meme <laughs> for Sorrento's. Sorrento's sucks. Wow. Their sauce is too sweet, they put no cheese on their pizza, and they have football crust. I don't get it. I don't Come get the on. hype at Sorrento's. It's trash. You don't get the hype. Wow. No, I'm not. So, I'm, wow. not I'm not. I'm Listen, not. I'm not against you. I don't disagree. I think. I think we could do some pizza. Um, in terms of we pro river places that I want to try, I want. I would love to do, um, like whatever Munos is like their number one seller is. I love Ichiban. Ooh. I haven't been. I haven't been to that Luigi's. barbecue place. Yes, Luigi's is great. Luigi's top tier. That, there's a barbecue place right next to. Ichiban, it's like a a and k kitchen. Oh, <sighs> go to Gentle Giant; it's better. Gentle Giant's yeah. good too. I've had I've that. Been, I've had, I haven't had yeah. Gentle Giant, but I've I've heard good it's stuff gas. about yeah. that. Listen, I'm down. There's Wherever, a, there's, Sam, a, there's another Sam, thing. If you want another thing, that we're planning on doing. I love food. Yeah, yeah I'll I, eat all day. There's Stan another. Do the there's challenge again. No. Oh my god. God no. Okay, and you know what's so funny is, and I've tried the Blazing Wings before. They don't even taste good. Like so, like no, it's just like a lose lose. It was horrible. They it's don't. not good at all. It's they horrible. Don't. It just doesn't even taste good. Like there is some spicy, and I'm putting out a Haven Hot Chicken review soon, and that's oh my god, so good. There are some spicy dishes that I've had that taste so good, like some curry places, some chicken places that have really good hot sauce. If you're gonna make a really hot sauce, can you at least put some effort into the flavor? Like it was yeah, awful. I had one wing, and I was like, I'm. It's it. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, it was so bad. But yeah. like let's, Tim said let's before, collab. yes, we gotta tell you home. about another thing that we're doing, but I can't reveal it yet. Okay, we're planning we'll, do, on we'll say that off so Yes, in May when I come home, fully graduated from Quinnipiac, we will we will make some stuff happen for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Sounds good. Also, Done. wait, rapid fire Stanley Cup. Well, actually, no. Well, we have the playoff preview. We'll, yeah, we'll be at the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get. Yeah, we'll, no. like, we yeah. we 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 have yapped enough. Yeah, we yeah we've we've clearly won the yapathon here, Jake. I agree. Always a pleasure. Always a mainstay always, here. Always. Thank even you. Love you. Even though guys. even though even though we're still probably going to talk for the next twenty minutes after this. After yeah, we, probably. After we stop recording. Listen, we, we we just listen. <laughs> let's okay. And uh, look, look. If you are still listening to this, I, I don't know. I'm sure you guys. God did bless it. you. God, first of all, God bless you. We say this every time we, we record. Let's get something going for Tim. We should get him some Wi-Fi, so maybe a little router, yes. some camera. Dude, we, we were gotta t- get him you something. can ask that. Me and my roommate were talking about this earlier. We're, we were talking about going to Optimum and upgrading the package ourselves because this is getting ridiculous. Like we can't even run. Yeah. If you try and download something on your laptop and somebody's playing like video games online, you gotta go over Forget there and it. be like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, can you can you cool off for like two minutes? Like I gotta download this yeah. real quick." It's so bad. I'm it's actu- not good. I'm actually going over there in March for St. Patrick's Day, so I get to experience how terrible the Wi-Fi is. Just the living good. conditions in general. Good. <laughs> good. Shout out, guys. Thank guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Jake, of course. Thanks for coming it's on. Always Jake. a pleasure. It's Love always you guys. a pleasure. Yes, we'll talk soon. Always a great time with Jake, isn't it? <laughs> always. Always is. Always. always. Just, just keep on. Every time. Him, him and that. Both of them. It's just always just yapping. It's always great talking hockey every time. Yes, every time. All right, moving on. What I saw real quick. Um, My first isn't really a what I saw. It's just a PSA. Duke-UNC on Saturday. Uh, my mental health on Tuesday will all depend on what happens during that game. And that is all I'll say on that. <laughs> uh, my 
that's basically all I'll say. Uh, my next one I saw, as we are recording this right now, I'm trying to think of... Oh, what the fuck happened? I'm trying to think of it. Oh, I blanked on it. Tim, go. Because I blanked on mine, and now I'm blanking. Um, what did I see? Oh, you know what? I'm just going to say, even though we brought it on the hockey, I'm going to say it again. Timmy Stutzla taking a dive for the 150th time in the last game before the All-Star break. <laughs> How many dives can this dude take in the NHL? I mean, this is unbelievable. He's an NHL player. Like, you're not that weak in your skates, dude. I, I, don't, I don't get it. You don't need to dive this much. It's infuriating to watch. Um, oh, yeah. All right. Knew what I saw. Embiid out through the weekend. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, so he's yeah, so he's done. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Um hmm. Song of the Day. Song of the Day. What do you got, Tim? I'm gonna go a little bit obscure here, kinda off the board for my last one, but I'm been on kind of a Pink Panthers kick, to say ah! to say the least recently, Stan. Um, I know it's been a little. I really do mess with Pink Panthers. I'm gonna say either "Take Me Home" by Pink Panthers. I think it's a great song. "Rush" or I mean the classic "Pain." They're all great. Uh, I've been on such a kick. She's a sweetheart. Pink Panthers are the win. She's a sweetheart. Oh my god, you did not just say that. Um, "Summertime Blues" Zach Bryan. I've been jamming that a lot. Uh, makes me feel very nostalgic. Don't know why. There you go. Just summer. Sometimes songs all over the place. Yeah, sometimes they do that. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Instagram, X, and TikTok. Be sure to like this video, leave a comment in this video, subscribe to our YouTube. Be sure to follow us and rate us on Spotify. Five stars. Five stars only. Go Duke. Go to hell, Carolina. See you guys Tuesday. Peace out.